cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These dogs don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around Quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed me Positivity took a vow I always play to win Don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans It is the MKT show I'm actually MKT And I'm having another cracker today I don't know what it is this week I don't know I know what it tell <laughs> What did I say? I know what it tell you I know what to tell you. It's been another great day. Um, maybe it's got to do with the fact that in Africa, uh, the weather, South Africa in particular, has been sensational uh, for the last two or three weeks. We are fully in spring, around 30 degrees Celsius, and, and we're living it right now. And, uh, you know, when you're living it, it's always best to have your friends with you. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news before I bring in uh, the man that is with me. Sports Center, uh, they're pretty big. They're pretty big, Sports Center. Shout out to them having possibly the worst tweet sort of format I've ever seen here. I don't know what's going on with terrible emojis at the end out of place, making it look wonky. But the great, this tweet, not great. It's a nine, it's a seven out of ten for tweet. Because what it should say is the Hall of Famer, right, certainly will be in the Hall of Fame. The great Manny Pacquiao has announced his retirement from boxing. Uh, he's the only boxer to hold world titles in four different decades. Only boxer to win a title in eight different weight classes. He's uh, 25, 7 and 2, 11 KOs against former or current world champions. He, what a career. So what well said Sports Center. Like, he only lost two fights to champions. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Famer and great, an overused word, Great, Manny Pacquiao. Uh, shout out to Sports Center reporting that he has hung up the gloves and he he he's an all he, he's an all time Hall of Famer. With me, all timer, human being, uh, handsome face, um, plenty of always plenty of things to say that are both shocking, hilarious, and exhilarating. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Senzo Sitebe. What's happening, my guy? What's up, brother? Yes, man. Yes, man. Mackie, Manny Pacquiao is it's done. Yeah, man. Uh, but do you know do you know why he retired though? Go ahead. No, because he's he's going to run for Philippine president. You know that's a that, that's a tricky one. Um, I I always struggle with footballers going into that sort of world. Oh, not footballers, sportsmen. Is mm-hmm. why is Manny Pacquiao doing that? Because I kind of feel like competent people shouldn't be in politics. Because you you're so? trapped. Yeah, you, it, it traps you. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at most of the world like Bill Gates is not in politics yeah uh, Steve Bezos is not in politics yeah. Elon Musk is not a po- mm-hmm. most politicians are small thinkers is I'd love him to just be I don't know the Manny Pacquiao foundation guy okay and he's doing his private stuff and government must just carry on next to him but but I hear you maybe I'm thinking too western like maybe in the Philippines the way it's yeah. run it's like Africa if you want to make money you better be in politics yeah, right maybe, but I don't I don't think he needs some money though although I, some stuff came out that he was strapped, bro. This guy was the highest-paid sportsman in Asia, at bro. Point. So was Mike Tyson. Evander Holyfield just took a thriller fight. Uh, he once earned Evander Holyfield in the nineties was earning twenty million dollars a fight. She was, and and he just came back for a thriller fight. I think he got five million because he is flat broke. Yeah, yeah. So you know, sometimes they ugh, and some stuff happened with Manny, but but, but that doesn't tarnish an bro, all-time great, uh, bro. It's, it's 
not even up for debate. Not even, we're not debating if he's one of the. He is one of the all boxing hall of fame. He's there. We all we all know that. He should have fought Mayweather though. After you know, after he destroyed um, Hatton. Yeah. That's when the Mayweather Pacquiao fight should have happened. Yeah, but I, I think Floyd, probably the best businessman in in boxing history. Whether he's the greatest TBE, I mean, that's a different conversation. But certainly the greatest businessman. He milked it. Perfectly, you know, is he he put it on? What what does Floyd say? Whether you uh, pay to watch me win, or you pay me to watch me lose, either way, I'm collecting. Yeah. So I think he played it well, Floyd, and they still both got paid hilarious sums. Yeah. But it's about Manny Pacquiao, and you know what? With somebody like this, he owes us nothing. He owes nobody. Honestly, anything. he's given us everything, and you know. And what do you think of this? More than giving us everything, I love people that can commit themselves to their craft. Is he gave himself to boxing? You know, you, yeah. you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, Isn't that awesome? Very, there are very few people that that you know were so dedicated to the sport like Manny Pacquiao. And you know, I don't. I think it, you'd be you'd have to travel far and wide to find somebody that says a bad word about this guy. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. You In the you, boxing fraternity, mm. Justin J. Like. He's he's a good ambassador for the sport. Great, not good. He's a great, extraordinary ambassador for the sport. So yeah, that's huge. That's huge. He's, he's an all timer. And uh, when the guy said we're going to start off with a tweet, as I do like to be surprised, I thought maybe uh, classic James exaggerating. You know, drama queen, northern suburbs, yuppie guy. Yeah, he nailed it. That 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 is huge. That yeah, is man, huge. Massive. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The great Manny Pacquiao uh, will never ever fight again. Um, a, a sad end to the to a great era in his uh, with his loss, but ultimately. A great champion. What are we talking about today? Harry Kane and Spurs. I want to talk about that situation. Uh, it traps three people, which I'll tell you about. Uh, the Champions League. I've always struggled to get into it. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And then we have, um, she, 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 a new one. She, she, a new one, as Senzo and her, and his friends might say on the scene. Tony McCann is doing it on the running scene, mountain running scene, and globally now. She's just come back from a season in Europe. Uh, she's won the Otter and Reto over the last two years. So we'll t- we'll chat to her after one o'clock, and then Senza will give us some social media news. After R. Kelly is now what we call a jailbird. Um, there is no remix to Ignition Part 3 that'll be coming out. He's very much going to be in jail for the rest of his life. Thank goodness. The MKT Show is coming up on the other side. You done did it again. You done did it again. You're so chuffed with yourself. I, hey? know. I love it. You, you dig it? I love it because you're chuffed with yourself. I'm having a good day, bro. I had a good morning this morning, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you something about my, um, tell you about my mom. So I think she might be an android because I thought her retirement would kind of force her to be waking up at like 7, 8, you know? Uh-huh. No, 4 o'clock this morning. But consistently, I'm getting like deliberate messages of, you know, so she's just still waking up at four o'clock. I'm like, yeah, you don't have kids anymore. We're old. All the habits die hard. But also the thing is, you know, I read some some rapper. I think it was Khalifa said he was like, yeah, I used to think when I was young, he says, I used to think like going to sleep late was was the real boss stuff. It's like, no, nah, getting up and getting it early. Mm. That's where, you, but you, you kind of see it because you get more done in the morning. Sure. Because of the 12, your day just, your day goes into utter oblivion. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I was hoping my mom would be here in the next couple of weeks, but, you, you know, it, it looks like it'll be next month or the month after that. But she is still an android. So I've had no, a good she day. She knows where to find us. She, she does know where to find us. So, yeah. But people from Limpopo, hey, 
you know some of them she i told her not to bring uh limpopo characteristics here. no please tell her please do she must and she must call you my on the search <laughs> By your very name, <laughs> Matrom. Uh. <laughs> so, do you maybe want to? There may be international listeners, which there certainly is. Um, by the way, James, just before Senzo explains to people what Matome means, uh, I want you to know we do have people that listen in Tajikistan. Just yes. so you know, Tajikistan. Can you point that out on a map? Yeah, James, if you could just guess where Tajikistan is. Um, Tajikistan. Yeah. You see, any guess I make, I'm gonna say something, and you guys are gonna be like, "Oh, that's super stereotypical, guessing, James." Um, but my first instinctual guess is probably the Middle East. Okay, you didn't really do instinctual there because you gave it some thought. Instinct doesn't have to be thought about. Um, you kind of gave it some thought. But I like that. Why did you go Middle East? Uh, show you're working out. You, you remember mathematics when you were like seven, uh, uh, 17, James? Oh, I don't, you don't strike me as the type of guy who did um, maths and matric. But uh, when you were 14, and they say, show you're working out. For 10 marks. I, uh, I, I did do maths lit. You're correct. Okay. Um, not good with numbers at all. Um, my working is that... <laughs> How do I say this without... Being un PC. So without being racist? No, no. That's not what I said. Okay. I said being un PC is what I said. Okay, go ahead and, uh, you know, if it is racist, we'll pull you back. You know how I know where it is? Mm -hmm. I actually researched it a couple of years ago. <laughs> and. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tajikistan <laughs> in the Middle East. I like that. You gave it a go. Is um, it in the Middle East? Not quite. Yeah. Where is it? Central Asia. Yeah, so it's so more... It's surrounded by Afghanistan, China, Kyrgyzstan, and Uzbekistan. Yeah, border of China, um, to Tajikistan. So there, we have people there, by the way, listening to you and looking at your beard and possibly wondering, when is James planning to get a haircut again? Because last time we saw what happened, it went full mullet. But there's, you don't have to answer no that. shot. We were, it's been two weeks, and we're already back on the haircut there. Um, James? Yeah. Just let me give you some advice. Okay. If anybody asks you where anything stun is, as in a country, yeah. think of mountains. So anything that's mountainous. And anything that's mountainous in Asia is towards the top. So yeah, but James doesn't know what you mean. Like, he doesn't know when what, he's Pakistan what, to him. What, that, what a map looks Yeah, like. that could be near. James, you've been to Thailand? You strike me as the type of guy that would do Thailand and a yoga course. <laughs> I didn't do a yoga course, but I have been to Thailand. Of course you have. Uh, all right, we're doing a Jimbo. Who did you go with? Why did you go there? How was it? Were you in Phuket? I mean, what did you guys do? Was it your girlfriend? Was she happy? <laughs> Are you happy? Did you break up with her? What happened in Thailand, pal? Um, super weird that Phuket was the first place you mentioned because that's exactly where I was. I know what I know. Um, I know what I know. So, yeah, we went to Phuket in and. 17 December, uh, myself and my family. Okay. And it was dope as hell. I'm sure. So, so were you single then? Sorry? Were you single then? Um, it's complicated. No. Wow. Okay. Is it? Wow. <laughs> um, how complicated? Or, or would you telling us affect your life currently? Um... No, but, but yeah. 
honestly, I'm not saying it's complicated because I'm trying to get out of telling you. It's genuinely very complicated. Were you transitioning girlfriends? No. Whoa. Well, now. No, no, no. I mean, you could have been breaking up. You, you know, when you break up with the ex and then you've already kind of eyed someone no. out, it happens in life. And then you still kind of, you, you know, you're trying to seem like the good guy because every, every person in the world, right, when they do want to move on from someone and you're already, you almost have to look a little bit sad for like three weeks, even though you're like, oh my God, thank goodness I'm out of hell and I've got a way better looking, way more ambitious partner anyway waiting. But were you doing that thing? You're like in Thailand, oh no, I can't take any photos and look happy because I've just broken up with someone kind of thing. Um, close, yeah. but, but no, not, not the way you're thinking of though, right? So there was or wasn't, maybe, I don't know, uh, a breakup involved. Okay. Um, there was no sort of, <laughs> I was going to say something. Um, Speak freely, James. There, there was a breakup involved. Okay. Uh, but there was, all I'll say is there was no transitioning uh, between girlfriends from my side. Wow. You, you know, it would have been a flex, James. Whatever happened with the previous lady, you should have taken like whoever. Just like if you met someone and you kind of vibing, take her on the family holiday. Look how happy I am. Forget the old one. That's what I would do. No, but you see, so why it's so complicated is because it, it, it was going down while I was not in South Africa. Wow. And Whew. most of the time I didn't have access to, to Wi-Fi unless we were like at the hotel or whatever. So you broke. So you, whoa, so you went through a breakup while you were on holiday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's hectic. I would, yo. yo, that is awful. But James, that, that, no, that's that's that, one of the that most tragic sucks, things bro. I've ever heard. That sucks. W- I'm, wow. I'm I'm sorry, man. Did did you break up with her? or Did she break up with you? I uh, know she she broke up with me. Wow. What a dog! I'm so glad she's out of your life, bro. What? What the devil's spawn, eh? <laughs> James. James. <laughs> James. Yes. Did you did you have it while you're on holiday, my boy? Were you doing it? You have to say that one more time. Did, I Did you it? have it while you're on holiday? So, you, yeah. So once you you had this this newfound singledom that was uh, that was forced upon you. Uh, Did you just go David Hurricane James? Um, Did you go storm the beaches of Phuket like it was Normandy? Uh, all I will say is not while I was on holiday. Yeah, with but my no, family. it's going to happen. I mean. Because I was with my, my, my younger brother and my older brother and my mom and my dad and family friends were there too. Oh, no, James. You know what sucks there now is you've ruined their holiday as well because you strike me as the type of guy who's sharing moping, everything. And he's yes. moping. No, oh, so that's the mom. thing. And, right? your brother, and your brother's probably like this guy's mom. So, oh, and his brother's engaged now. Yeah. So, he, so, so was your brother there with his fiance as well? No, so, so that's the thing, right? I, my brother wasn't engaged... But he was with her already. I think so, yeah. Yeah, no, that, so was she there though? No, no, no. So, uh, so what had happened was I had gotten a message while we were at a restaurant in Dubai. Okay. What? Why you're flying there? No, no. So, so we had flown to... To Dubai? To, to Thailand first for yes. I think like a week and a half. And then we went to Dubai for a couple of days and then we came back to South Africa. Okay. Um, so we were at Five Guys in 
Dubai. First time I've ever had five guys. Really good stuff. Super fatty, though. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had gotten the message while we were there, and I was trying to play it cool, um, and I didn't let anyone know. Uh, even when, when we got back to South Africa, nobody in my family knew for a while after we'd been back. Okay, so that's awesome. No, I, listen. At least you're not selfish. No, exactly. But that, that's selfish. who James is. That's who James yeah, is. Yeah, he, he's not a selfish guy. He's very selfless. He's, very, he's selfless to actually his own detriment. That, yeah. that is the one thing I would say about James. He's an extremely thoughtful guy. Yeah. So shout out to you, James, for not ruining an entire family's holiday, especially. But now it puts me in a bit of a situation because I have called you maybe the worst son in the world for not wanting your parents to be happy. But it sounds like you were like, no, no, no. That, it's you, not you know, about me right now. Yeah, just because all of my stuff's falling apart and I can't maintain a relationship. No reason for my family to have an awful holiday considering how hard my mother and father have worked to be able to afford a holiday for how many of you? It's a whole rugby team. It's three of you guys, eh? Uh, yeah, five of us. To five, yeah, I mean, that's an indoor team I, with a keeper. James, can I just ask <laughs> a question, right? When you, when you got back to South Africa, yeah. did you try salvage? The so, so how it went? This is hectic. Um, was uh, can I just say this is a little bit of a callback to uh, what was our segment we used to do? Heartbreak and chill. Yeah, but this is, dude. This is you. You're actually making me feel. Yes, bro. That's dope. I made MKT feel. Sure, bro. How dope is that? Nah, because bro, that's that's. I don't look. Ain't right, dog. Nah, I don't care. Like what kind of a human being that? That's 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 cold. But but let's hear it. Maybe you were a terrible person as well. So let's hear all the facts before before uh, I go with Senzo. Then. Um. So how it had happened was I got a message, um, saying that we. It was it was the typical like we have to talk message, and then what what I had said was. Like, what do we what do we need to talk about? And then she said, "I don't want it to ruin your holiday." Oh. And then I'm like, "But, but we need to talk already there. Everyone knows that's where." So then I was like, "Cool, whatever. Um, we'll talk when I get back to Joburg." And then I got back to Joburg, and I think the day I landed, or the day after I landed, I can't quite remember. I went to her place. We did the whole thing, and um, I left a single man. At her house? Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. That's awful. That is awful. Hey, way not to ruin a holiday, James. So, shout out to you for jet skiing in Dubai and all of that stuff. So, <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. You broke my heart, but at least I'm backflipping on a, on a jet ski and, uh, with lots of rich people in a very hot place. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I, I don't want this to sound the way it does, but yeah. it, it, it did make it a tiny bit better that the family friends we were with who live in, um, in the Middle East, they actually surprised us. Uh, by let or by, by paying for like two nights in a five star hotel. Let's go. Let's go. And Let's go, bro. Of all places in the world, you're staying in a five star hotel. It's Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Now you're going to Nobu, and then they 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 bringing like as the as they slaughter the cow, the meat is so fresh. Yeah. It actually gets it comes off the knife onto a plate that <laughs> slides straight boy. to your room. So listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna survive heartbreak, you you want to do it with sort of eight hundred thread count pillows. And goose and down beef. In yeah. du- in, with Wagyu beef, as Senzel says, in Dubai. So shout out to you, James. Heartbreak and recover. That's the way to do it.
But also now, my boy, that turns you into a certified lover boy. That's Look what I'm saying. Now, <laughs> James, Look at you now, my boy. Don't worry, she did you a favor. <laughs> Look at you. I back you, my boy. He's the guy now. And he's doing it. James Wabantuan. Yes, yes. But th- hey, that is heart wrenching. That, that chick is ruthless. Yo, yo. Have you, have yo. you seen her since? Um, I, I was forced to see her for a year. What? Why? Did your friend date? Um. <laughs> what? Wait. What do you mean? Did your friend we, date afterwards? We 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 met at at university. We went to the same university, and she, oh, the breakup God. happened at the end of second year. So I had to see her for the, and we took the same classes. Oh, exactly the same classes. And we, uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's all I. Yeah. This is the worst day of my life. I'm so sorry, my man. That I, I didn't think it could get worse. That's terrible because now you, you can't even live your life. And 30 is the fun year. Supposed to be wilding out. There, there's, listen, I'm probably thinking as a dude, there's uber hot first and second year chicks. You can't even talk to them now without feeling some kind of way. She pitches up. Yarr. And she'll steal your soul. Yeah. Like don't, a, don't talk. And you know how young chicks are. Or she can, don't go talk to him because let me tell you. you some, and that time she's out here living her best life. Yes, yeah. she's selfish, yeah. bro. James, I don't know her, but because you're she's my friend... Self, she's um, selfish. I'm on your side. I, I, no, I hate her. I, like, I, I don't know her, I'll, but I hate, I hate her. her. I hate her. There's nothing... She'll never amount to anything as a human being. She might make all the money in the world, but she'll never be happy, James. Because she's got a black soul. Yeah, she lost out on you, bro, so... <laughs> black soul. You know, this is the nicest thing you guys have ever said to me. Oh, well. Right, though, I mean... We're, we aren't Neanderthals. We are human beings. You know what I'm saying? All anyway. right. But don't you dare go to the bathroom in here, James, just so you know to cry. <laughs> My man, you really went there. No, no, that's what's happening. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. And I think we do need to have a message for society is none of you are Superman. Put a mask on. Nobody. Nobody is Superman. Don't think you can no, but also those people like Superman. Put a mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not Superman. Also, those people have set a precedent now because now they can never be caught slipping. Now. You know, yeah. the thing is, if you treat people like children, I think it's fair for them to behave like children. Like, because like, adults do what? They, they come and talk. Yes, they, yeah, they, they, they resolve talk to conflict. You. Yeah, adults talk to you. They like, communicate, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not happy with what you're doing. You have a choice. Either you change your behavior or I'll get angry. Just give me the option to change my behavior. Sure. You, don't, you don't need to treat me like a child. Sure. But if you treat me like a child, I'm going to show you. I'm going to behave like, like a child. child yeah. I, it, it, they, it, they call it a self-fulfilling prophecy. You've made that call now and oh. that's where we are now. That's where we are now. Don't be Superman. Put a mask on. You know who's not Superman at the moment? Is anybody playing for Tottenham Hotspur? Because yeah, we are actually a sports show. James, incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. All right. Um, so Harry Kane is a, is a person, and uh, Tottenham Hotspur are a club. And that's James, dabbing. Fresh, f- fresh seven years ago, out of a relationship. Looking good. Looking good. Looking very good. Uh, Harry Kane, um, let me quickly tell you about this, and uh, Sam, I'd love to hear your take. Sure. Um, but let me start off uh, this way is listen if you're in a relationship and your wife makes you choose between your you or her and your work it's time to let one of them go one of them has to go you got to change your work because you're working too hard or your wife has to go you can't have both it's just the way it is that's life right and let me tell you why it's hard enough in life to win if your wife is making you choose between her and the job, you're going to lose somewhere. Because you're always working on eggshells in one place. You never focus there because when you're at work, your mind's on your wife. When you're with your wife, your mind's at work. 
So you have to choose. You must choose. And it's brutal. I understand that. Folks, it's hard enough in life to win without wolves in the camp. If your wife's not into you being into your work, you've got to leave. It's brutal, I know. But that's what you've got to do. Otherwise, there is no winning because you're not winning at home and you're not winning at work. Harry Kane brought this house down at Spurs. Uh, the weekend was embarrassing. Because what Harry Kane did was something unfortunate. He made Tottenham choose between him and Tottenham. He made Daniel Levy essentially choose between him, between Harry Kane and the club. And now nobody wins. But Daniel Levy is just as accountable. Because what Daniel Levy should have done was let Harry Kane go. Folks, in, in relationships, it's simple. I know everybody's reading every blog on the internet. And you should go for relationship counseling. And you should learn to move on from people. Right? Life is short. You can't spend four years in therapy, which means another two years probably recovering emotionally. You can spend six years of your adult life. Like, like that person's the only person that's alive. Learn to move on. Winners learn to move on. Alex Ferguson learned to move on. David Beckham, get the hell out of here. Yop Stam, get the hell out of here. Keep going. Cristiano Ronaldo, you're going to leave and I'm still going to win the league without you. Learn to move on. Winners learn how to move on. Look at Real Madrid. They're not loyal to anybody. Ike Casillas got pushed out the back door. Listen, Fernando Morientes, get the hell out of here. All of them get pushed out the back door. Roberto Carlos, that was ugly in the end. Winners must move on. Tottenham are showing you they're not winners. But you know what's an interesting thing? Is everybody will look to, to, to kind of blame one side. And I say this, and I've said it just now. Every crisis or breakdown in a relationship, both sides are accountable. If your wife cheats on you, you're, you're to blame. You weren't there emotionally. You weren't there physically. You triggered something in her. She's been talking to you in certain ways and you weren't listening. She cheated on you because emotionally you weren't available. You weren't in the space she wanted you physically. You weren't talking to the kids how she wanted you to. You're not, you're not bringing flowers every Friday. Whatever message she's communicating to you, you weren't listening. So it's partly her fault for cheating, but it's also your fault because she's not cheating just because she wants to cheat. It's, uh, uh, listen, my mentor always says this. Unmet needs will be met. Understand that in life. Unmet needs will be met. She cheats, you're a part of the problem. So Harry Kane's a part of the problem. Daniel Levy's a part of the problem. They both share 50-50 for the blame. But let me tell you why I would say it's 60-40 to, to Daniel Levy. Folks, winning's painful. Jose Mourinho was actually the answer. He was trying to unravel the mess, right? And you gave him, what, seven months? And of course it's ugly. Because when you've been a losing mess, in order to get to the very core, is going to be ugly. If you get overweight, right, you understand how ugly it is for you to start jogging two kilometers, one kilometer, walking half an hour. You know how, it's, how it is. It's not because you're a bad person. All it means is that you've let things go so badly that to untangle it is ugly. Mourinho was trying to do the same and it got painful because then the fans are going, it's no good. Then Daniel Levy's feeling the, the social pressure and now Harry Kane's putting on pressure going, I don't like the football. Folks, it's painful to win and Tottenham can blame two people Harry Kane and Daniel Levy um, and lastly it's made it's made um, Nuno's position untenable because now Nuno is what having to babysit the guy who should be the captain and the striker so Harry Kane's sulking now Tottenham are sulking because really they're like oh we made a mistake with Nuno maybe maybe not and now we should have kept Mourinho it's both their fault like Senzo I, 
Tottenham are they've trapped themselves. It's yeah. a, what did uh, Will Smith's wife say? Entanglement. It's entanglement. But I remember I said this. I said Daniel Levy should have cut his losses and sold Harry Kane. Well said. Because the thing is, you don't you don't want a guy that's that's upset, especially a guy that big, right? Now, mm. I, I feel sorry for Nuno because Nuno didn't ask for the situation. He really didn't ask for it. One, you got a guy that doesn't want to be there. Two, now you're supposed to coach this guy. Three. If we lose and this guy's not performing, he's making me look bad. Now, you guys are the winners, but when we lose, I have to go, I have to go and explain that why we lost. So now Nuno looks he looks very average as a manager. And trust me, if he loses this weekend, the writing's on the wall. You think so? If he loses this weekend, he's he's, he's a goner. Tell me this before we wrap it up. What are the other players thinking? Because like you know how professional footballers is, is okay. If he's sulking, don't pick him. Like we understand he's exactly. Harry Kane. We understand he's Harry Kane, but we also have food food to put on the table. table. Cause he's not just making you look bad. This is also our livelihood that he's playing with as well. Hoiberg wants to win and be in the Champions League. Yeah. And I don't like uh, okay, if he's sulking, put him on the bench till the sulking's over. If I'm Hugo Lloris, I'm making an executive decision as captain of the club. Like, listen, dog, Harry. Dog, do you need time off? Because the your 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 sulking is affecting the rest of us. Some of us are actually trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of us are actually trying. Did you see that Arsenal game? But it was, it was, and did you see the the third goal was yeah. Harry Kane's mistake? Yeah, with the and with the assist to Bukayo Saka, by the way. Yeah, did you see? We tried something. I was like, what is he doing? But it, it looked that's not Harry Kane. That isn't. He's intense. Hold it up. Yeah. Switch. Big. Good passing. Have a first time shot. It's like it's no, like sulking. The guy. Yeah, he, he's he's full on sulking. So now. you rate his down tools? Eh? Worse than that. Worse than that. Um. He, he, like sulking is is beyond downing tools. Yeah, it's all about him now. Yeah. I didn't get my way. You, you know, there, there's something called righteous indignation in life, where you you, you know you're like ah, that person's complaining, but yes, I can understand. Like, what's he complaining about? He signed the contract, and his brother couldn't get him the deal. But also, he, he burnt a bridge. He he went out of character to get his way, and now he's behaving like a child. And now it's blown up in everybody's faces. Be who you are. All right, since I agree. All right, that's the that's the truth. That's the truth. You better believe it. T- um, listen, Preach. Tony McCann's coming up um, in in a little bit. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, before that, we'll talk about Champions League and a little bit of football uh, and what's happening in Europe. Leo Messi, what a goal last night, by the way. Uh, absolutely incredible, this guy. Uh, remember, if you're joining us for the first time on YouTube, please click like. That's the up thumb, and subscribe to the channel. We're on a road uh, to a thousand. We're trying to get there and beyond. So help us get there. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, really looking forward uh, to breaking that mark and bringing you great content moving forward. If you are looking for the uh, podcast, it is the MKT Show. It is on cliffcentral.com, the Cliff Central app, Spotify, or wherever you may get your podcasts. Much more coming up on the MKT Show. Cliffcentral.com um, Don't be latte for a coffee shop meeting. Not a fan, but you're feeling. Nah, you have to be willing to give it a go. You know what I mean? Don't be latte. Give it a whirl. Don't be latte for a coffee meeting. I know, I got it. Late, likely. I know. You're not happy. Fair enough. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. I like that because the thing is, you you being a grown up about it, not being a hurricane about it. <laughs> I speak of hurricane Herr Burger, or it could be Bergher. Uh, maybe I should have a bit more respect there. Um, double R, hair, hair. It's tough. It's tough. I, I wish I was more. Hmm. 
au fair with the Afrikaans language, so I could know how to say that name. Great name, double R at the end there. Uh, says, James trying his best to deny he was in a spot without clarifying where the spot was. Boy, oh boy, James. That's going to happen in the comment section, though. You will get roasted. Um, Mr. Berger, Berger, he got you. So, thoughts and prayers to James's uh, sort of traumatic... That, we, we probably raised some trauma there. But he, you've you got to deal with... He's fine. He? He's not. He's not. He's not. The guys. Let's not make this a Christian Eriksson thing. Uh. Yeah. Yes. He's yes. He's fine. He's fine. He's totally fine. Oh my goodness. We don't need to. He's got another lady. You know who's who. He's happy with. Ah, moved on. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Well said. Well said. I'm so happy that uh, she didn't deserve him anyway. Whatever. Who? Forget her. Forget her. Just forget her. What? <laughs> <laughs> but as James knows, only two are tough times. Never. Do uh, you know what I mean? Only tough people. Yeah. So. That's James for you, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Senzo, you watched the Champions League last night? Yeah, I did. What did you watch? What didn't you watch? I mean, what's I watched um, Inter Donetsk, Inter Shakhtar. What a bold draw. Dude, <laughs> literally. It was no no, huh? Yeah, no no. And then I watched um, El Cashico. El Cashico. The Gulf War. <laughs> the real Gulf War. Uh, yeah. Kotagan Stoha, yeah, I watched that. And uh, to talk to me about it, uh, the game, the quality, what do we do? Yeah, the quality was good. PSG looked like. Looked like they were on it. Mm. They looked like they were on it. But I don't know if it, Messi was trying to, you know, send a statement out to his dad, to his estranged father. Yeah. Pep Guardiola. But yeah, City looked average. Eh? But they should have... There's a chance that Bernardo Silva should have buried. And if if it's 1-1 then, it's a very different game. Yeah. Very different game. In the end, Leo Messi scored maybe the greatest goal I've but seen the, in a while. I see, I see, that, I see the, 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 the finish. Guys, that touch by Mbappe. Yeah. To know how Messi likes it and how he's going to set it up. Because we all know. we've seen, How many times we've seen that goal? Yeah. <laughs> how many times we've seen Messi do that? Sensational. Nah. He's just sensational, isn't nah. he? Just sensational. All right. In the comment section, which has just buried James for actually not having moved on from a trauma that happened while he was in a five-star hotel in Dubai, living his life, having a Wagyu beef from Nobu. Owned by Robert De Niro, um, the part owned by Robert De Niro. Some guy called Robert De Niro seems to have done well in his life. Uh, but Tracy Bard is saying, Mourinho usually is always the answer. His track record speaks for itself. And he has the ability to psych out anyone in his way. He is that good and tuned in to reaching his goal. Listen, if you're a Man United fan, I know it's painful to hear this. The last time you won a trophy was Jose Mourinho. And I know everybody hates yeah. him. Jose does one thing, he wins. He got Spurs. Listen, you don't believe Jose is a winner. He got Spurs to a cup final. <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious. And they fired him. Dude, like, yeah. You're right. Because Mourinho, the thing is, there's no two ways about it. It's his way or whatever. There's no suge- there are no suggestions. You know what Jose Mourinho is like? He's like a surgeon when you've got a broken arm. There's no good way to heal that arm. It's going to be murder. It's going to be murder. Yeah. You're stuck on a mountain with a broken arm. He's the, he's the helicopter pilot. And now, you know how helicopters jolt like that. It's going to be murder to get back to the hospital. Mm. That's Jose Mourinho. Mm. You're going to be fine but, if you do it my way. Yeah, it, and it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. I'm going to bring you down. You have, I'm to, gonna... you have to endure. I mean, he made Samuel Eto'o play left mid. <laughs> <laughs> Eto'o probably like, what? <laughs> Did Samuel Eto'o in that Champions League finals playing left back? Yeah, he's like me. Yeah. No, no, don't worry. Melito will score the goals. But me? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you, you see what I did? 
a mess. It's Leo Messi. At uh, the end of the day, it worked out. No, hey, boy, oh boy. Uh, Zapeta Ngaba saying, you'll see Kane score a hat-trick for England when the international break comes. That's that is true. so true. Andorra and Hungary. Having said that, I, have, I always have a warning for guys. I don't know what your thoughts here. Hey, never ever treat your girlfriend better than your wife. Harry mustn't go thinking. I tell guys this all the time. If guys are playing uh, side plate o'clock, don't treat your girlfriend better than your wife. I'm not saying, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your relationship. If you're going to be playing funky junkie, treat your wife better. Always, uh, the, the great Stephen Covey, you ever, you ever read a book called the, um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? I've, I've, heard of, I've heard about it. Stephen Covey has a great saying uh-huh. from that. So Stephen Covey, guy who wrote it, he says, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Yes. Don't you love that? He's right though. So Harry Kane and Zapeta is dead right. Yeah. If, that, if that happens, what, what are the Tottenham fans thinking? <laughs> he ain't serious. He's not serious. <laughs> uh, Braden Hardaway, well, uh, as we finish off on this, all right, I'd like to get uh, Senzos Tevez' take on this one because this is quite serious. Um, James, you can see, uh, so if you did uh, maths lit like James and you decided actually my parents paying private school fees uh, not enough to make me work hard. Is you can see the little crocodiles eating the Potter name. Uh, you, you, you'll see that's a little crocodile. I, I have to explain it to you like that, obviously, James. Um, so you're probably thinking uh, Braden Hadaway is saying that Ollie's better than Potter because the crocodile's going to eat Potter, right? Um, no, I am thinking about it like Potter is better than Ollie. Okay. So it's greater than in mathematics, but I do see what you're saying there. You've, you've actually guessed that one correctly. Um, Potter over Ollie is what they're saying. Brighton are now obviously, what, second in the league? Or the, what are they on? 12 points. So they're like fourth. 13. Thir- oh, so are they on tie 13? Are they in the mix there? Yeah, they're with us, aren't they? We're in the mix. Yeah, Mope, last minute, absolute heartbreak. I'm not sure if you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you take Potter over Ollie? <laughs> Come on, guys, this is not amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> wow, okay. Yo, yeah, you guys have confidence. You guys, you, hey, people, yo, I love the internet. People just say whatever. What are you saying? How, when Potter gets fired, because Brighton, oh, they had, a, they had a terrific start. What happened then? Then Potter gets fired in January, and then uh, I, people must, whoever wrote that must keep the same energy. Oli got, rele- got Cardiff relegated. It's Cardiff. Ah, it's Brighton. It's Cardiff. He kept Brighton. So you're saying, would you take Oli over Potter? Come on. Why? Or like, like what's Oli done huh? that Potter has? No, do you know what Potter is? Still the Gears. Still in the new season. Still. It's nice. Yeah? It's nice. Wait till the, 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 the fatigue comes in. <laughs> you know that December fatigue? Now you have to go. And you, you know Brighton, they're, they're going to get that fixture list. Now you have to go to, now you have to, go to the Etihad. Mm-hmm. Then you get Liverpool at home. Yeah. And then they give you a nice one. They'll say, uh, they'll, they'll give you like um, a Brentford at home. Yeah, just uh, just to, then you have to go to Chelsea. Then Arsenal just say, hey, Dev, Devment. Yeah. So now, now you find yourself 18th now. <laughs> now 13 points. They'll be fine. 27 points. The season is very long. But you were saying just now, you were asking me a week ago if they're going to win the league. Wow. You, so you, you, you will move on from people. You're not scared to just... You said winners know how to move on. They, they certainly... All right. All right. There we go, Braden. Um, Senzo basically saying, take that to hell. I'm not having that. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, that's my guy till the death. 
No, it's not my guy till the death, but like I now pot all of a sudden. Who would you get for Man United? If if, if now as as in the like, you, hey, you know how black parents love mm-hmm. old school like Oxford sayings, and mm-hmm. they always this is a classic, cla- a classic parent, especially if when white people come to visit. Our parents turn into English professors. Yeah, now they're hitting the idioms from... Oh, yeah, so from if wishes kids. were horses. Yeah. Or if horses were wishes, or whatever the saying is. Right now? Yeah, for Man- Manchester United. Probably get um, Tonya Conte. Hmm, now, I'm glad you said that. How does that work? Because what's the one thing about Conte that we all know? Doesn't compromise. Very demanding. Uh, is Paul Pogba and Man United and everyone ready for... I need six new players, because... McTominay, Fred, uh, Juan Basaka, that ain't going to work. Because no, who, who's the last demanding guy you had? Jose Mourinho. Mourinho how, yeah. how did that end? It was ugly. But look, dude, right? If that happens then, but you know Ronaldo's on board. Of course. You know Ronaldo's on board. Of course, of course. You know Varane's on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know... Bruno will be on board. On board yeah. So... I want you shipping or ship out, and also if he says I need six new players, that's okay because this is not his team. Got you. So it'll take you'll give him that extra year. No, that's not his team. Right now, Oli's at the wheel and it's his team. He put the subwoofer in. He he chose the car color. He chose the mags. You know what I mean? He's picking the music. I'm with you. I'm with you. And let's talk about music. I I, I was at a situation the other time, um, a couple of weeks ago. Sure. And guys, we must all stick to what we are. And there was a little situation is, I, I and I, I said to the, and she kind of got it. She was cool. Like we had a laugh in the end. I said, because she was playing music. We were at a sick pool party. And I said, no, the music should always be controlled by a black guy. Because it's true. you can't do it. You're not feeling the vibe. But there, there's, we all maybe have genetic restrictions. Like, like I said, I don't want to be at a pool party with just black people, right? I've said that before. Yeah. I don't care what people think because yeah. you all come Gucci bags. I'm not, I ain't about that. I want to swim, but I don't want just white guys because then it's a swimming gala. Yeah. So I'm not doing that either. You know, yeah. we, we need each other. I said to her, so white, white girl, we're chatting, haha, having a good one. And she eventually understood and someone else took over the music because yeah. she was a reasonable person and eventually saw. Uh, what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? She's standing alone, which is good. Don't want me listening to Jack Johnson the whole time. No, no, I, I Jack Johnson at a pool party. You're like, what are we doing? Bro? Like, okay, I get the energy of Adele's now with uh, Rich Paul, but let's, okay, it's fine. That's about as much as yeah, exactly. I, I need of that PC nonsense, okay? Let a black guy or a black lady, Azisha, we all have our thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Black ladies listen to the, they get, because they got a different energy. You, you know when yeah. a black lady's got that thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't fake that. Yeah, true. They need to control the music. True. That's who you want actually at your party controlling the music. The Ox squads. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just had to get that out there. Uh, but Champions League, uh, Real Madrid. Oof. Did you see the winner? The Oof. goal to win that game. The Sheriff's goal. To win that game, 89th minute. The Sheriff, huh? They said there's a new Sheriff in town. Where was that? Was that Bernabeu, boy? Santiago Bernabeu. Man, you know, like, the Real Madrid are a mess. Huh? They're a mess. Whoa. Or was that just a once-off? Nah, it's not a once-off because now we've seen that that there are a lot of passengers at Real Madrid. There are a lot of passengers at Real Madrid. Yeah. And Benzema is carrying that team. He's single-handedly carrying that team. He's to win. Huh? That's, that, is the, that is the question. Because Hazard, yo. 
Is he still? Does he still look like third trimester? No, yeah, it's, 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 coming, yeah, it's coming down, but it's not. It's not Chelsea Hazard. No, it's not. It's not possible because you, you know what the thing about those types of players, and I think you're seeing it with um, with Pogba with um, Neymar. Is you know why Neymar I believe was so successful at um, Barcelona? That type of person. So forget the player. That type of person has to be loved to be at their best. Like Chelsea loved Eden Hazard. Mm. You, you know, with flair people, is it, they're generally emotional people. Like, yeah, you don't have to love Roy Keane. Yeah. So, and the volatility isn't to say he's violent. He, he's just prone to be emotional because sure. that's the playing style. Is They don't love him at Real Madrid. We've had Di Stefano here. Chief. We had Ronaldo. Yeah, we've had Raul. So here, you're just a, you're just a guy who's coming to play. That's what Neymar is at PSG. And I think he can feel that. You know, at, at Barcelona, literally they're saying is more than a club. He was beloved there. Of course. They hugged him and, and said, everything's going to be okay. You. We're embracing you. Now, at PSG, got Mbappe. Okay, not good enough. We got Messi. We, we're moving on. We, we, sure. you, know, you know what I mean? And for Eden Hazard, I think, you, you know, sometimes don't try and be happier than happy. It, it can never get it's better than Chelsea. Fix, don't fix it if it's not broken. Eh? It, 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 for him, it could never get better than exactly. Chelsea. Exactly. You are the king. You have all the territory. You're exactly. in the Premier League. I know, I know the dream is to go to Real Madrid. Madrid. But you are living the dream in mm. the league with the owner who will pay you anything. anything. Yeah, sure. And now it's weird. And also, you know what you never want to be? You don't want to be the guy who replaces the guy. Yeah. What you want to be is the guy who replaces the guy who replaces the guy. guy yeah. So if Eden Hazard had come with, let, let, let's just say, Mbappe had gone to Real Madrid, right? Yeah. And then after that you sign, yeah. you know, Mbappe takes the heat. No pressure, yeah, exactly. It's not as hot. So, Gutlenkos, he's saying, how does Real Madrid bounce back? It's a good question. The thing is, look, you look at that group, right? It's not a crisis. It's not a crisis. It's not a crisis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but they have to win their next game, right? Yeah. Because Inter and Shakhtar on one point each. Yeah. Because, but, yeah, I know. Madrid have to win the because they, they expected to cake that group. It's sad what's happening there. So it's like Real Madrid's supposed to be it, you know what I mean? Five star. Yeah, the dog. They the they the golden standard when it comes to Champions League. You know what I mean? Makes no sense. Makes no sense what's going on there, uh, Real Madrid. But I quickly want to tell you what I think of um, the Champions League. Like I've, I've I've really thought about this and I've tried it for so long to fall in love with the Champions League. I can't. I'm in like with it. I, I'm not in love with it. I've tried. I've tried so hard. Oh, it's the biggest clubs. But let me tell you, and then I'll, I'll come back to you. Sure. You know, back in the day, because I'm old, I'm very, very old. I'm maybe the oldest person I know. I'm, I'm aging, and I'm aging poorly. But back in the day, we used to have things called video stores. And if uh, young people like James and Ryan and Sipo could imagine a world where you actually had to leave your house, right, go to a video store, stand in line, and say, I want to watch Sean Connery, I don't know, whatever. You know, The Rock, great movie, by the way. You'd get there. You take an empty box and there's a, often a guy who's not interested, a lady who's not interested in what you're doing. You give them a box and they say that movie's in blah, blah, blah. That's what used to happen back in the day. Movie stores were a terrible idea. We didn't know it at the time. It was a terrible idea. It's super inconvenient. You get there, the person hasn't rewinded the movie. You get there, the CD has been scratched. You get the blame. You Like it's raining and now you've got to drive and return it on a Sunday. Like... It's just a mess. Your, your, your little cousin scratches the disc and now you've got to pay f- like the full price of the movie. Movie stores were a bad idea. We, we didn't realize it at the time. You know what's a great idea? Netflix. 
Netflix is a great idea. I get to choose what I want. And you know what I love about Netflix? Unlike the movie store, there's quality control. Is Even if the plot is bad and this is bad, I know it's going to look good. It's going to be 4K, it's going to be HD, and it's going to be professionally produced. Because you know why? All of the decisions are made at Netflix. Right? Here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing about the, the movie store. The movie store can't tell a director from New Zealand, India, Russia, the quality of movies they must make. They will make according to India standards, according to Nigeria standards. Not at Netflix. You've got your own people. And if you want your stuff on our platform, it must be a certain level. And, you know, the English Premier League is Netflix. Because they decide the quality of what's happening. They decide the production. They decide the commentary. They decide uh, who's commentating on which games, which is a very important thing. Gary Neville uh, and Carragher, Liverpool, Manchester. They decide that. They decide to create the tension and storyline. They decide that in-house. So when I get the Premier League, I'm getting the finest, and I can see that. I can feel it. And most importantly, they've created a tribal feeling. The Champions League is the video store, right? Spain, Germany, and Italy are in it for themselves. There's no collaboration. There's no, you know what? Football in Italy, in Spain, and Italy, uh, and Germany should look like this so that the viewers feel like, uh, you know, there's a rule in broadcasting is you should make people feel like they are going home, especially when you repeat stuff, right? The, 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 the aim in broadcasting is to make people feel like I'm home. When they're watching something, it makes them comfortable. It's a broadcast rule. But if you watch Spain, Italy, and Germany, the production standards, the commentary level, the quality of the commentary sound is so different. And then you watch the Champions League where it's Italy against Germany and the cultures are so different. And now the Italian team is playing in Germany and they are not used to the same culture. And the commentary is awful. And it's too soft. It's too loud. The angles from up high. Oh, this is a video store. You can't control it. And folks... At best, the Champions League is pick the best in home. At best. I'm not investing in that. I'm not investing in that. It's why I can't fall in love with it. And it's why the Premier League will always be king. Because like Netflix, the quality control is in-house. They're not in it just for themselves. The Premier League's in charge. And they get it. UEFA doesn't get it. Those are my thoughts. I... No, I, I kind of hear you. And also, do you not also made the Champions League like... It, do you not kind of made it like boring now? It's this thing of having like... Two kickoff times in in one in, for for one match day. This yeah. thing of okay, the rubbish guys, you guys go play at like six or whatever you guys play, and then the guys, the real guys, play at nine. No, everybody must play at nine standard. Yeah. Also, like you say, is the problem is how do you tell teams in Russia where there's a four hour time difference? I mean, you saw the Ukraine sure. uh, yesterday. Is you you have to play at that time. Otherwise, no, 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 I get people that. are playing at one in the morning. No, no, I get that. I get that. That's that's okay for yeah. people in Russia. But like, there's no reason. Like, I'm in the middle of London now, playing at six now. <laughs> Who the hell's watching our game? Also, another thing: the Champions League only gets interesting after February, after the the the, the trash has been sorted out. But I agree with you. You know, the Champions League condense it, guys. There are too many teams that play in the Champions League. It's about money. Yes, it is about money, but like. It's a rubbish product. It's a, I'm sorry, the, the, the 32 group stages is a rubbish product. I'm sorry, it's a waste of everybody's time. Because you only get, you only get like, you get two gimmies, right? Yeah. You can lose your first two games in the Champions League and you can still top your group. So yeah. like the first two games, they're really inconsequential. 
There's no urgency. There's no urgency, exactly. And, and entertainment is about urgency. Yes. Win, lose, precarious. <gasps> urgency. That's yeah. how you make the, the great Game of Thrones. It's why it's the biggest show. We are Jola 99. <gasps> always at the edge of your seat. People want to be always at the edge of their seat. Like, yes, yo. I wish you'd seen the Inter game. There's no way. I saw two minutes. Uh, a friend of a friend of mine sent me a message saying, "Are you seeing the the camera angle for PSG versus Man City?" I looked at it. I thought, "Am I watching from the moon?" I fell asleep during that game. Oh, of course you did, because the production's awful. The there, production's awful. There's no Peter Jury. No, it's production's awful. All right, I, I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to pretend I love the Champions League. I suffer it. I, I you know, it's like a mother-in-law, really. <laughs> Most mother-in-laws are Mama awful. Mamazal, eh? Yes, sir. They... I, mean, like, I forgot that woman. It's like a mother-in-law. That's what the Champions League is. It's like you—you you, you just have to tolerate it. It's an interruption. It's like international football. You just have to swallow the bitter pill. All right. Tell you somebody who isn't suffering is um, coming up after this is a a lady who is, uh, as Senzo would say, doing it. She is doing it. Uh, so looking forward uh, to having another chat with a, a mountain goat uh, on the other side, ladies and gentlemen, Tony McCann. Cliffcentral.com. Uh, if Tony, if anyone can, Tony McCann. <laughs> Need some workshopping, but can you work with it? Yeah, I can work with it's it. It's a bit weak because I, I used it last year uh, at, at the event actually when she won. <laughs> so she's she? pro- yeah, she's probably heard enough of it. I'm so, you, so you're giving us recycled content? Well, Ghostbusters did another film, so I'm kind of it's the time. No, that was a remake. A re- yeah, so mine's just no good, huh? James, if um, if anyone can, Tony McCann. I I I do love your efforts. That's I excellent. Do. All I right, do. ladies and gentlemen, introducing two-time defending. So she won two years ago. Uh, she's uh, defending Reto, which is obviously when they run the Otter in reverse. It's called the Reto and the defending Otter champion, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, somebody who, <clears throat> yeah, you, you'd never say it if you met her. So you, you know. She, I don't know, she probably takes some offense to this because she is actually one of the best runners in the world. But she looks like the person who'd be working at a vegan store, you know, like come through and she just, she'd just she sell you food where you'd go home and eat it and like a, a lentil soup, you know, when you meet her. And then you put her in the mountains and it's just a human animal out there. She's just destroying everyone. Bro, you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing, you know, right now, a lady, as Senzo would say, who is doing it, the one and only Tony McCann. Tony, there it is. You look great. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but James, James, so listen, Tony. I got a few people here. You're probably chatting to James. James, this lady here, by the way, doesn't she look like the librarian who's a vegan, who? You, you know, that's the lady you, you kind of see walking down the road, and she's definitely got her own coffee cup. You know what I mean, James? No. I, I actually try to jump in before you introduce Tony to tell you that's so rude. That's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. That's so I mean, rude. look, I'm, I'm, I hope I don't look like a librarian. <laughs> oh, okay, you can accept you look like the vegan, uh, no. the lady working at a vegan store, but no. not a librarian. No, yeah, no. that's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Would you, but, but, Tony, 
Tony, I'd, I'd like to apologize on Bolero's behalf because, like, you know, people at vegan stores now, let's say I was having a piece of steak next to you. Are you really going to eat that? Oh, my goodness, no. I believe no. Tony is a vegan, actually. Am I, am I correct? So, oh, there we go. So, and now Senzo has put himself in the mire. He thought he was being on your side there, Tony. But actually, now, you see what you've just done? Get a load of that face there, getting a shock of, I'm not as good a person as I think I am. Because no, no, now the tables have turned and MKT is back on top. That is it, Tony. Look, That's that no face. Judgment here, guys. No, of course no. not. No judgment here. Yeah. Eat what you want to eat. Exactly. No, but I would like to apologize on my own behalf. But also, Bulelo, you're a terrible person. You set me up. It's okay. So that's going to happen, Tony. Totally Welcome to it. Me. But like, if look, look at Tony's face. She looks like the nicest human being in the world, yeah, which she, she is. By she, the way. she does look like the nicest person. There is no way you would say that person there, because especially with guys, you know, like if you saw Tony, like Tony, if I saw Tony and the way she speaks, like super humble, soft spoken. If you put that human being into a mountain, we're talking about a different animal now. You're going to get left way behind. You're going to get left way behind and it's going to be ugly for your ego. Tony, it is awesome of you to join us. Oh, by the way, great book rack behind you there, Tony, before we get going. What is going on with the books? What are you into? Is it Daniel? Okay. Are we into, what are we into? Sort of Danielle Steele, I'm crying (laughs) relationships? Um, Or what are we we into there, Tony? Um, oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, there's a lot of fantasy on there, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> Brandon Sanderson. Okay, don't know like who that. that is. But but when we say fantasy, yeah. now let, let's talk about it quickly. Is are we talking Game of Thrones kind of fantasy, or are we talking like magic cards? What what are we into? Um, uh, Brandon Sanderson's more like Game of Thrones kind of yeah. fantasy. Yes, like worlds, like amazing worlds being created, really visual, epic. Like yes. five store, like five, you know, long ass books, but yeah. they're great. Epic. I love his writing. <laughs> Epic like you. you, you are, let me tell you something. I met Tony, I think three years ago. And again, I just thought, okay, well, hi, you, this is just a person walking next to me. <laughs> and then I get to the finish line. I'm, Excuse me. That's a lesson for you. It don't is. judge a book by its cover. Oh, especially if it's uh, Brendan Sanderson. I uh, don't think it's not Epic. I, I believe it, it was a Brendan Sanderson. Hey, Brandon Sand, yep, same, same. Brandon, 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 Brandon. tomato. Don't judge a book by its cover. It's not, just because it's not the Game of Thrones guy. It's probably a, a five-part epic. Yep. That is awesome, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us, and um, it is it is Thanks flipping cool to have you to, to to have you on here. Where are you right now? Are you back in South Africa? Are you still in Europe? No, I'm I'm back in South Africa. I landed on Monday evening, nice and late. Uh, lots of a long long travel, mm-hmm. um, but super happy to be back, man. The only thing I didn't miss about Cape Town was the wind, and I've come to a very windy week. But <laughs> it's really good to be back. I've missed. I've missed home. All right, let's take us on the world tour here. Um, where have we been, Tony? How did it go? For those who don't know, Tony McCann, not just keeping it local, she is flying our flag internationally, and and just. Genuinely, what you're hearing now, by the way, I've met her a couple of times. I mean, we're not besties, obviously, going for a, a vegan steak or, or tofu steak, James. I know what you were thinking, but uh, it is somebody I've spoken to a couple of times. So exactly what you're hearing is exactly how she is all the time. Very, very sweet. Very, very caring. Um, Tony, before you take us on a world tour, by the way, I just want to take you into a disaster that happened on the show. Well, disaster for some of us. Um, a little bit earlier, uh, James revealed to us that he got dumped on a holiday, right? Or while he was on a holiday with his family. That's it. That face. So just your thoughts on that. Um, what kind of lady dumps a man while he's on holiday with his family? Yo, that's, that's brutal. I, um, 
<laughs> I have nothing to say to that. I'm so sorry, James. Yeah. <laughs> My condolences. <laughs> but honestly, she doesn't deserve you. I don't Jimbo! know you from a bar of soap, but she doesn't deserve you. Jimbo, we said that. <laughs> we good guys. And Tony's a vegan. She knows. She's a good person. <laughs> That's James clapping. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, Tony, no need to worry. Like, also, I don't, there's a guy called Christian Eriksen who is fine, by the way. Uh, just like Christian Eriksen, James is also fine. He's now with another beautiful lady. So, good. there's also another thing where we should actually go, uh, James, maybe you should harden up and move on and be happy with your new lady. Stop talking about old stuff. Yeah, that, I mean, that's also true. Move yeah. on. You found somewhere better, right? Onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he, that was in Dubai, by the way. He, he went to, Tha- I think they were in Thailand with his family. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell anyone. He bottled it up and it's, it, it came spewing out today. So shout out to us for sort of being great people and letting him sort of go through the trauma and experience it and also have a safe place to come to. Therapy. You know, good people. Therapy. Therapy. It's about the healing. It's a process. Um, but but yeah. Tony, you've also been overseas and there's no way... Yeah. There's no way anything bad happened to you because you are a professional and you are doing it right now in the mountain running scene. Tell me, how did it go? Where were we? Give us the schedule and what it was like. So I am, oh man, getting the visa was a whole story. Um, It took me a really long time and a lot of time and effort to get that sorted. Um, I got told on a Wednesday, I think it was the 16th of June, no, Mm -hmm. July, 16th of July. And they called me and they were like, yeah, your visa's ready. That morning, uh, I went that afternoon to collect my visa and I flew out that evening. Um, So that was a a whirlwind, very spontaneous, very unlike me decision to make. Um, But I, yeah, I landed in Geneva in Switzerland uh, in the middle of July. And then I went to a small town called Gruyere. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is the home of the cheese. Um, I was told that it was blasphemy that I wasn't eating the cheese. <laughs> um, obviously, vegan was, yeah, not, that wasn't, wasn't quite on the menu for me. But uh, <laughs> they were very offended. Um, no shame. They were very, they were great. I didn't actually tell them. To be fair, they showed me their, um, the race that I ran there that weekend, they showed me their uh, table of refreshments for during the race. And it consisted of bread cheese and cold meats, <laughs> which I thought was apt for where yeah. I was. Um, yeah. It was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Um, so I ran a race there that weekend and then I moved on to Chamonix in France and I spent the rest of my time mostly there. Um, I had a little very, very tiny studio apartment that I stayed in. Um, I've realized now how little space you actually need, which mm. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Decided to embrace the minimal life. Oh, um, are you going full on? Whoa, yeah. Tony, let's talk about <laughs> it. Because I do know how, like, I don't want to harp on about the vegan thing. But once you're all vegan all the time, you then naturally you got to get your own coffee mug. Uh, so just so you know, Tony, uh, in case you think I'm not working on it as well. I just want to say I'm a good person. I've obviously only glass. I'm not, you know what I mean? Reusable. I'm that person now. Yeah. I do have my own coffee cup. Uh, James, who you saw earlier, who went through the heartbreak. I don't want to go back to it. He was on holiday. His parents paid for it. He's drinking plastic, as you can see. Oh. Yeah, so maybe he deserves mm. the heartbreak. Yeah, there we go. That's the judgment. <laughs> maybe he deserves that. But I'm doing glass. But yeah, so so full on. Good are you view. thinking... Are you thinking now of just diving, uh, diving on in and just like selling your house and, and living in a caravan and uh, oh, kind of God. praying to the sixth chakra God? Are you feeling, are you thinking of going that way? Um, uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a process, right? So um, I'll start slow. <laughs> um, I have got my reusable coffee mug, which goes with me everywhere. Um, uh, the water bottle as well. Yeah, I've got that too. Um, I'm going to start clearing. So, yeah, you've seen my bookshelf. Yes. That's a whole lot of clutter right there. I don't know how to get rid of that kind of thing. So. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's I'm tough. A, Kindle it's a, it's a process, right? It, it is. Tony, I'm getting rid of all the plastic in my house, and it is quite a process. Uh, so I'm, I'm transitioning to bamboo and glass storage only. And for people that think of making fun of uh, people like you and me, is there's also health implications to having plastic, right? It's not just you know yeah. microplastics, a very real thing. And I mean, this is this is appropriate or not appropriate, but it's my show. I don't know if you can know MKT. I'm MKT, so I can say it. Doesn't matter if it's inappropriate. Is you know when I started making the change from plastic. Um, Joe Rogan, not sure if you've heard of him. I, don't, I like tiny little podcast. Anyway, yeah, yeah don't worry about that. it. Yeah, if you haven't heard of him, I completely understand. But he had a lady on who's been <laughs> studying that for 30 years, sort of the effects. And wow. then she said, the, I think for every guy, the buzzwords you will hear is that the microplastics, it has been shown, will definitely affect your sexual health. I thought, uh-oh, red lights. I'm a guy. That's all yep. that matters to me. I want to be completely honest. <laughs> and then I, like, I just panicked. And now I've gone full glass and bamboo and plastic is leaving my life. It is a process, right? To try and be like a good person. Yeah, big time. Pro- I mean, I don't know if I should ask, but uh, have you felt any health implications? No, you can <laughs> ask. Since dishing the plastic. <laughs> you, you can ask. Not yet. Maybe the plastic is still going through okay. the system. So, you know, if you do know anybody who is uh, who wants an uh, average looking single guy, uh, yeah, please just tell them that the microplastics haven't gotten to work down there yet. But anyway, I don't want to leave the whole thing there, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell them to go and have a look at your Strava account. You've got some very entertaining... Uh, uh, run captions. Let's go. Probably Tony McCann <laughs> follows me on on Strava. That's awesome. <laughs> who, who would have thought? That is amazing. That is amazing. All right. So, charcuterie. Nice insight into you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, we're having charcuterie boards. By the way, you, you do charcuterie boards? Like, that's probably, you, you know, oh, but you don't eat meat. Because it's usually cold no, meat on the charcuterie yeah, boards. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But so, all right. We're in Switzerland. They're doing cheese, bread. Oh, I can't eat anything. Uh, we're in Chamonix. Of course, Mont Blanc. Unbelievable place. For those who haven't been, <laughs> save up all of the money in the world. Because it also costs a fortune to live there. Um, yeah. Tony, you're there. You're living in a matchbox. How did that go? Take us through the races and everything there. Um, so, I was there for just under two months. I spent... A lot of my time, I mean, I worked while I was there, so I work remotely for ASICS. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a lot of my time staring out my window up at the mountain, which was absolutely beautiful. You know, as much as I lived in a matchbox, wherever you live in Chamonix, there's a beautiful mountain view, mm-hmm. um, which makes it all worth it. Um, so I, while I was there, I ran two races. I ran Sierra L, which is another race in Switzerland. And then I ran the dream race for, I think, every trail runner is UTMB. I did the, the, the baby race. Yeah. Um, 55Ks, which okay. when you consider what the other guys are running, it is the baby race. Um, but it was incredible and absolutely amazing experience. I think all the races that I did this year had, you know, some, some really tough competition. And I'm a firm believer in, if you're going to do something, you know, you want to, you want to race against the best sure. or whether it's, you know, whether it's, I don't know, baking. Yeah. <laughs> you want to bake against the best because you want to prove yourself, right? 100%. No one wants to be the best in a mediocre pool. Yeah. Um, 
So for me, that's what this, this season was about, really pushing myself um, to see where I stand in the international scene and to come home and learn, you know. Um, it was a, a massive learning process for me. And I have. I've come back and I, I, I know, you know, I know what I need to work on now. I want to get better. I want to compete more. Um, but, yeah, I think that was the biggest takeaway for me this year was, you know, I, I have a lot of learning to do still. Yeah. Um, I'm still relatively new to the sport, especially to the longer distances. And, you know, if I want to compete overseas, there's, there's a lot that I need to still work on. Um, and that's exciting. It's, you know, it's, it's an exciting process and an exciting journey. And I've come home more hungry than ever to, awesome. to really put the work in. Um, so yeah, those races were incredible. I mean, if, if you, if you ever want to experience proper running culture, just go to UTMB for the week, man. <laughs> the amount of people that are there, the energy, the, just the community spirit around the whole event is absolutely mind blowing. It's like, I, I can't, I can't describe it. I, it's like the best music festival, but for running. Glastonbury. Yeah, it's gla just, just so you know, the best music festival in the world is Glastonbury. Agreed. Um, and I, I don't want to hear any different. I've, so in my 20s, I used to rage. I was a delinquent. I, I've been to not, not all of them. I mean, everybody's Has much changed. Um, I, I'm less of a delinquent. So I, I was a delinquent. I'm just a, yeah, less of a delinquent now. So I'm not full on. You, you know, there's levels of delinquent. <laughs> Uh, but everybody who, who tries to be cool will always say like uh, Burning Man, which I've done. I've done Coachella. Doesn't compare. Glastonbury is where you want to be. It's, uh, that, that's where you want to be. So you're saying Chamonix is the Glastonbury of running. By the way, results. We, we didn't speak about the results. And, and, and how did you do? I mean, uh, you, you know, champions like yourself, as much as you, you're somebody who loves being outdoors, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, is how did the results actually go? Yeah, um, so the first race I did was a relatively small event in uh, Switzerland, the Greer Trail. Um, I ended up winning that one. It was really, no it, I mean, it was <laughs> it was a really nice introduction to my season. It kind of gave me the confidence that I needed to go into it because, you know, we hadn't had many races in South Africa or I hadn't raced yet this year yeah. um, at that stage. So for me, it was, it was a needed confidence boost to go into the season feeling like I was ready or mm -hmm. somewhat ready. Um, Sierra Zanel, yeah, um, I'm happy with my time. I, I think I came 21st, I, which doesn't sound great, but when you, when you look at the level of competition that was there, I mean, it was, it was pretty much every level of runner from mountain running and trail running. And, you know, the golden trail series was there. It's a sky running event. It's the world mountain running association event. So it's really kind of the convergence of worlds within the trail running um, community. So everyone is there, you know, we've got marathon runners. I think the, the woman who came second is an Olympic qualified marathon runner. So she, you know, <laughs> there's some really incredible Robots. people racing at that event. Yeah. Um, it's really tough, man. It's run mostly above 2000 meters. And the first, I think, I think the first 15 Ks, you're doing something like 1600 meters of elevation, um, which is, which is something that you don't really get in one solid climb in South Africa. I don't, I can't think of anywhere that you can train for something like that here. And no. um, so it's, it's a really tough race. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, no excuses. I was happy with my race. I, I played to the strategy that we had set out with my coach. Um, again, I came away with so much, so much learning. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I was happy. At the end of the day, I was happy. 
that's which is what matters. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, I can do better. I want to do better. Um, so that's what next year is for and the year after that. But for now, I'm happy with where that went. Before you tell and us about then, the last um, race, Tony, are you seeing the graphic of you on screen right now? It is out of a movie. That, that was, by the way, <laughs> unfortunately for you, I'm on the other side on the mic there. So I probably ruined this whole thing. But that is, I think, last year. Hey? Yeah, that is last year. Mm -hmm. You obviously coming to do two in a row, whatever, no big deal. As you said, I Back won. Back like the cover of Lethal Weapon. That's, that is, are you kidding me? Hey, you look like a lady who is about to defuse a bomb right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is out of movie. Just everything. It's like, it's like you're winning. Like, well, why aren't you happy? Like, no. like now I'm about to obliterate this <laughs> no. finish line. You're like, what? This is, the, this is what winners do, by the way. Everything. Look at the arm tone. You look sleek. Like this shot. Are you joking? James. Just have a look at what we're looking at here. Oh, I mean, there it is. I'm a champion. No big deal. I'm always winning because I put in all the hard work in the world. It is an incredible graphic. James, let's just quickly go back to that other finish line one. Yes, that one's angry. No, no. Like that, that's just obviously I've won. Everyone's come second. Uh, everyone here is playing for second place. Look at that. Tony, just your thoughts on how you look like an action hero there. Put a fork in it. It's done, boy. <sighs> Tony, how, how awesome is that shot? Yeah. I mean, I love this shot because as much as, you know, I'm, everyone always says, you know, I'm the happiest, you know, I'm always smiling in my running when I'm running. And that's true. I am. I'm always happy when I'm running. It's not always pretty. And I think this shows, you know, the effort that we put into these races. It's not, it's not always smiles and happy. And, um, yeah, this, it was, I think I was 30 seconds off the record that I wanted to get for this, which was like, I think that was going to my head. I knew at that stage that I was like just missing the time. Yeah. Um, and there, there was money on the table as well for that. Just so people know is that I can now, I can now understand is that that looks like a person on a mission is that next time I get to do this again, I'm going to break every record that's ever existed at Otter and I'm going to take all of the money home. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible shot. I, I just, oh, good for you. Tony, you can use this photo. Imagine this. Like, imagine when in like 400 years time, uh, Tony, because you're obviously an Android and you'll still be alive. You're an Elon Musk. Um, and you're showing your grandkids this. It's like your grandmother used to be... The Terminator. Look at that. Tony, shout out to you for being... I mean, if I get to 400 years old, I still hope I'm a bloody Terminator. I don't want to be old and decrepit. Nah, it's, it's gonna, I'm going no, to be an active 400-year-old woman. I, I think you'll be on the front line with Musk, kind of, because <laughs> you, both of you came down as aliens, and you guys are here now, and you know, eventually the alien forces are going to want to come back and get you guys back, and you're going to be on the front lines fighting them. So shout out to Tony McCann. I just love that, 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 that shot. Absolutely love it. All right, now we're in Mont Blanc. It's the final race. Uh, well, second last race, actually. Oh, sorry, I ran so, one yeah. this past weekend. Oh. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but UTMB was kind of my goal race for the year. It was the A race, the race that I'd set out um, to do as, you know, the, the real focus. It's been, it was one of those races that I'd heard about before I'd even started running. You know, I was, I'd always heard this like illustrious UTMB week and I'd always wanted to go. It's kind of been dubbed the the olympics of trail running mm. um and yeah i mean like i said earlier the the whole event is just the convergence of so much talent you walk down the street and it's just like oh my gosh i know you and oh my gosh you're jim walmsley and oh my gosh <laughs> that person is super famous mm. and yeah i just i kind of walked around with my selfie stick 
like sneaking <laughs> selfies with everyone <laughs> past. Um, it really felt like I was in the presence of some serious greatness and yeah I mean it's super inspiring to see these people at work and um, I did find however really difficult to have you know go into this race with a lot of confidence because you, when you're surrounded by so much talent it's quite easy to have you know the whole imposter syndrome thing and it, you you get into your head it's really easy to get into your head yeah um but yeah i mean all in all it was an amazing race it was the furthest i'd ever run it was also the longest i'd ever run for time wise yeah um so that was quite an experience it was the most elevation i've ever done in a race um so yeah there was a lot of firsts for me that day and it was the first time I've ever had stomach issues during a run, which was horrendous. And I really hope I never experienced that again. Um, but yeah, it was, it, man, the whole experience, like I said, it was just incredible. When you, the, you kind of crest on the first, the first climb and you're looking over the Swiss, the Swiss Valley, um, because you start for the 55k, you start in Switzerland and you kind of run back to Chamonix. Um, so you crest on this first peak and you kind of look over the Swiss Valley and the sun is kind of just rising and there was some beautiful clouds, low hanging clouds across the valley. And it was, it was, I, I mean, it was one of those moments where I just wanted to stop and soak it all in because it was just for me to be there and to be running that race was a, a dream come true, something that I actually didn't ever think would happen. Mm. Um, so to be there and to experience that moment was, I mean, if I'd stopped the race there and then I would have been happy because I'd come and I'd done something that, you know, was something that I dreamt about for so long. Yeah. Um, so for me to just be, there was really special. Um, and there were, there were lots of moments in that race where I wanted to stop where it was really sore. Um, but yeah, when you, when you come, when you go across, you know, across seas to run a race, and um, it's, Oh, thanks, Nikos. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, what's That's that? Tony, totally some people are listening to a podcast here. Maybe you, you <laughs> so we, uh, we do have a comment. What happened there was, um, Tony saw a comment about herself and, uh, she just stopped talking about, about the race. Go ahead and read the comment, uh, Tony. Please feel, please, please don't be humble on our account, you know? Um, yeah, sorry, that was really distracting. No, no, <laughs> no. Completely derail, derail well, no, we're here stuff. now. You, you know, you, you, you're like, oh my goodness, there's a compliment. Who cares what I'm saying? Somebody's giving me a compliment. Uh, let, let me get into it. So uh, maybe, you, do you want to read it and, and, and maybe let people know on the no. podcast? All right, I'll read it. Um, uh, Nico Kritzinger saying, what a lady and, go and gorgeous on top of it all. So... <laughs> You know, as a professional, I'm not going to comment you. on either way on that, Tony. Obviously, I'm here as a journalist, and I'm only interested yes. in your prowess as an athlete. You know what I mean? That's all yeah. that matters to me yeah. until the grave, and I will die on that professional hill. You know? <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you. We'll keep I, I will, yeah, I'm not going to reduce you to what you look like because there's greatness in there. Thanks. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the greatest man alive, but you know, if you're saying that, that's cool. Ooh. Whatever. I don't know. Your Strava sometimes says that, but love <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, so so Tony, obviously, before you um, found us uh, a compliment of yourself more more interesting than actually the thing you were doing in Mont Blanc, you were telling us. <laughs> um, I can't remember where I left off. Uh, you were on anyway, top, and you would you would stop. Short. It's a dream, blah blah, from Switzerland. Yep. And uh, you know, it was a dream. And now we're at the end of the race. How did it go? Um, so I ended up coming fourteenth, which is incredible. Look, it. <laughs> I, I was really happy. I was happy, but I also, again, 
same story with series and L. I was, I, I know I can do better. Um, and I think that's, that's exciting because it means that there's something to work for still. And there's, there's lots of lessons that I took away from that and there's potential to grow. And I think that's, yeah, that's a really exciting prospect and something that I'm really looking forward to working towards is mastering, you know, the, the 40 kilometer distance and maybe eventually venturing into the slightly longer stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, it was a great learning experience and yeah. the feeling of crossing that finish line and just knowing that, you know, there were a lot of people back home supporting me and there was a lot of, a lot of people who had done a lot to help me get there. Yeah. Um, and to have done them, you know, even relatively proud or to, to have just finished the race, um, was something that I felt, you know, I, I owed to them and I, I have a lot of gratitude towards those people who helped me get there because without them, you know, obviously the dream wouldn't have happened. Yeah. No, man, that's yeah. awesome. And then this past weekend, obviously before you had to probably fly home on a 15 hour trip, cause I do know it can mm -hmm. be murder. If you have to fly two or three countries, yeah. probably fly. Uh, what did you have to do? You had to, from Chamonix, often you have to take the train to Italy, Italy, you catch a train or you catch a flight and sometimes it goes to Freiburg and then you've got to fly home or, or whatever it was. Did you do that <laughs> whole thing? Um, well, I, I was actually in Spain um, so after Chamonix, I spent two weeks in, in, after UTMB, I mean, I spent two weeks in Chamonix kind of just recovering and doing a bit more exploring, um, of some incredible glaciers. Oh my goodness. That place is just mind blowing. Every valley and every mountain has like the most incredible views. So I did a little bit of exploring, a lot more slow kind of recovery stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was very, very lucky to go to La Palma. Um, wow. In the Canary Islands. Yes. That was, I mean, that was an absolutely insane experience. Um, we went there for, ASICS had a wreck account relay. Um, so we did the Transvolcania route in reverse mm -hmm. and it was broken up into various, um, various legs. And we had a group of people there. It was a bunch of ASICS athletes. Um, but it was also a group of, you know, non-athletes, people who were involved in ASICS in other ways. Um, and we were split into teams and we had to run this relay race um, across basically the whole island. It was, I think, 70Ks broken up into various legs. Um, and that was, that was incredible. And I mean, if you've never been to La Palma, it's, it's definitely something I would recommend. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. You're running across a volcanic, an active volcanic island. Mm. Um, interestingly, the day I left, the volcano that is currently still erupting there actually erupted wow. which was quite interesting <laughs> yeah, good Not for sure. you. yeah i mean it was a bucket list experience that i didn't know i had on my bucket list until it had happened um so that one's ticked off so, so just to be um, clear there you're not saying your bucket list experience uh, or, or wish was to uh, be the catalyst for a volcano to explode that's not what you meant look, I don't I, think. no no i mean i i can't help that you know we, we were so good that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're an electrifying performance which changed sort of the, the glaciers. Like we moved, not only we're moving glaciers, tectonic plates are moving. There's volcanic, yep. there's violence in the planet and it's going to explode yep. uh, through the crust. Incredible stuff. Tony McCann, I mean, just, an, just another day on earth. Yep. 60,000, 60,000. I'm cheapers. I'm sucking this number out my thumb. But I think there was something like 60,000 earthquakes that, that week while we were there. So, you know, just the, the, the convergence of 
talent and that that's what it is greatness hot magma. it's magma oh, is that uh, Austin Powers magma hot magma Tony you're obviously about 15 oh, you, you look you look about 18 actually you look incredibly young oh, is, thank you. I don't know if you remember a guy called Austin Powers a guy called Mike Myers played magma liquid magma what's that it's Dr. Evil that's, that's uh, Dr. Evil Dr. Evil yeah yeah, I'm sure he was, wasn't he involved? He yeah. was. He, he was. Yeah, he was him. That was him. It was a bad guy. But magma. Look at magma. <laughs> That's what he said. Um, wow. So well, you were there. I'm going to look it up. And then was that this last weekend? That was two weekends ago. And then this last weekend, I was in um, a very, very tiny little town called Zianuri, mm-hmm. which is just outside of Bilbao in Spain. Basque area. If you've never been, it's just lots of beautiful rolling hills. It's pretty incredible there. Um, and this race was, it was a sky running race, um, which was also something that I've always wanted to do to compete in the sky running series. So this was my kind of first introduction to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was an incredible experience as well. I, um, I've never run in mud like that, um, with the center, you basically just like sliding down the banks of grassy, beautiful rolling hills, which was incredible. Um, incredibly taxing. Um, so I've, I've been very much laying low the past couple of days recovering. So I kind of appreciated that million hour travel that I had on my way home. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, that was, that was kind of the closing of my European season and, um, yeah, still recovering from it because running in mud is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can't say this. Ironically, you said the race was taxing and the Spanish do not pay their taxes, especially in Bilbao. So quite ironic there that it was taxing yeah. you, but the people don't uh, do the taxing. <laughs> Tony, um, you've been with us for an incredible amount of time now, even though a professional show might have actually stuck to the time we'd say. Do you have five extra minutes to keep going or do you, do you have to like uh, yeah. go and run and actually, I don't know, lift weights and train and, and, and do whatever professional athletes do? No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. Remember, right. I'm recovering at the moment. I'm, I'm chilled. <laughs> yes. So you're, you're on our home. We'll keep going for another five minutes or so, folks, if you're with us on the tubes. Um, Tony, I wanted to ask you, being back is obviously you, you mentioned a little bit earlier about training in lockdown and whatever. How did you stay in shape? And, um, and I mean, we'll finish off talk, talking about the otter and what that's done, obviously, for your career and where you are with your relationship with the otter. Um, but, but how did you train in lockdown? Um, I was super lucky. I, I, I mean, I don't live in a, a massive apartment and I don't have a huge garden or anything to run up, run circles around, which I'm also incredibly thankful for because I think I would have gone mental if I'd had to run in circles. Um, but I did manage to get my hands on an indoor cycling trainer. So okay. I set up my bike and I had a bike that I could kind of work all my frustrations and, um, yeah, energy, pent up energy on, yeah. um, Needless to say, I've used it very little since <laughs> since lockdown. I think I overdid it. Um, I'm not a huge cyclist, but I do enjoy it every now and again. At the beginning of the year, I got quite into cycling with um, a teammate of mine, a Faces teammate. I don't know if you know her, Candice, Candice Lil. She's an incredible mountain, uh, cross-country mountain biker. Okay, um, and she yet. took me onto the mountain and... Yeah, she she took me onto the mountain and got me mountain biking for a little bit. Um, that came to an end when I broke my wrist. <laughs> what? Um, and I haven't whoa, really mentioned whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's go back to that. What are you talking about? You had a broke. But Tony, this is what's going to happen. 
if you do go and dance with the devil, I mean, listen, I'm, I am a runner and I, I'm, I'm not shy to say it. Oh, mountain biking, those guys and girls, I mean, they're fantastic athletes, but uh, they do think a, a lot of themselves considering they can rest on downhills. What were you doing? Where were you? How did we break the wrist? Was it a technique thing? Terrible bike? I mean, let's talk about that. Oh, no. Um, it was... I, okay, so I was very proud of myself. We had ridden, I think at that point, we'd ridden like 70Ks and done almost 2,000 meters of climbing, which yep. for me on a mountain bike was like huge. Wow. I've never done anything like that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were on the road. We'd come off the mountain. We oh were on our way home along Chapman's Beach. <laughs> and um, we got to a circle in Hout Bay. And yeah, I'm going to blame it on the driver he okay. didn't indicate to exit the circle, um, or he did indicate, and I misread. I don't know. I misread the situation and basically pulled my brakes really hard and just went straight over the handlebars. Oh my gosh! Uh, should, yeah. Listen, shout out to you taking responsibility there in the end. Ultimately, everything <laughs> in life is your fault. Um, now, t- Tony, yep. uh, but yep. you're back now. You've got a wrist where your arm isn't in two, which is nice. That's that's there we go it's still functional we got yep. a bit of range of mobility yep. that's excellent to see <laughs> obviously if you do need to cut key or, or like pour quinoa or whatever vegans are doing you can very easily mm. do that with your wrist so that, that's obviously what's mm. important you want to cut kiwi in the mornings uh that's all sorted <laughs> tony let's talk about I'm an oats girl it's a stirring the pot motion do you do the okay oh it's really important for me to know are you the hot water for, straight from the kettle person are you cook it on no. the stove or are you a microwave person no, no, stove top, stir yeah, it. That's it. You got to work it, you know. You got to pour some love into it. I'm with you. I'm with you. A lot of heathens just go kettle and then they just stir it for a little oh. bit. Kind of lazy. I mean, what kind of heathens? I, I'm totally with you. All right, Tony, let's finish off on this. Um, I mean, obviously, the otter has is coming up, and um, I, I don't know if you have announced this. So I, I don't want to say uh, what your intentions are for this year, um, but it, it has been the last two years. I mean, you were kind of coming and people were talking about there's a Tony McCann, uh, there's a, somebody called Tony McCann, and you're kind of coming, a smaller races. But two years ago, and I was on the finish line, I was like, oh my goodness, who is that human being who has just done that? Obviously, you won two years ago at the Reto and then the Otter last year. Um, what has the Otter done for you? And, and how do you feel about that, that, that part of the world and, and just that race and, and what it means to, to, to global running? Um, you know, oh man. The Otters got such a special place in my heart. It was the first marathon distance trail run that I'd ever done. And I'm back in 2018 when it was the final for the Golden Trail Series. Um, that year, I ended up kind of exceeding everyone's expectations, including my own. And I, I placed uh, third um, in an international field, which was, yeah, at that stage, it was completely mind-blowing to me. And I think everyone that I could even get a top 10. Yeah. Um, so for me, that kind of kick-started my career. And I think Otto will always have a special place in my heart and it'll always be a race that I go back to whether I compete or not. Um, because it was where my, my love for trail running and my kind of ca- career as a trail yeah. runner started. Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned Otto overseas and people know about it. It's a race that people talk about and people want to come and run because it's an, an incredible part of the world. I mean, You've been there. You've seen the trails. It's it's really unlike anything that I've ever run before. Um, it's incredibly technical, mm. but so beautiful. And it's it's a race that just draws you in. I think because of where you're running, but also because of the community around it. You know, um, the 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 event organizers are really they put so much love 
and time and effort into making this race really special for all the runners. And you can feel it when you, when you're there, you can feel it. And it's just the community at that event is really special. So for me, it's an event that yeah will always have an incredibly special place in my heart. Um, obviously winning two years in a row, the temptation for me to go back this year and win three times in a row would, obviously it's like, yeah. it's there I want to do it and the competitive part of me is going you can do it you can do it you can do it um but for me at the moment where my headspace is and where my body is at more importantly is you know I've just come off the back of quite a big season in Europe um so at this stage I'm I'm pretty confident that I'm not going to be running the race this year and mm-hmm. um, much to my very huge disappointment because it's yeah, like I said, it's a race that I will always want to go back to. I will be at the event. I'm going to go up early and support the challenge and the race. Yeah. Um. So I will be there for the the actual event. Maybe I'll do the dusty. Who knows? Um. But yeah, I, I this year is just not going to happen for me. My body's not there, and I felt it in the last race that I did this past weekend. I just didn't have the fighting spirit in me anymore. I think my my body and my brain are not on the same level oh, um, it's because it's about chakras <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if you know there's i think there's six chakras from what i've heard i've, I've read it um i mean these people have no reason to lie to me they believe a sagittarius uh, in, in september will have more money or whatever but it, do, do you think it's a, like a chakra thing maybe your third chakra is not aligned or is it a, is it actually a scientific physical thing I don't know. Maybe I should go and get my chakras aligned. Who knows? You, you got to put hot stones on your back. Uh, from, from what I've said is you have Ooh. to lie down and then they put like hot stones on all the chakra places. And then they, that, that sort of aligns them. Relaxing. Obviously, you got to play that music, which is it's a little bit racist because they just mm-hmm. play any sort of uh, generic sort of Eastern sounding music. Even though it's like that, that's could be from Thailand, and uh, you know, like most yogi and that whole vibe is from India. But w- whatever, you know, that's what you got to do, Tony. Hot rocks. Okay. Uh, super I expensive soft towels, and then your chakras will be back aligned. It will see you on the start line at Otten in a week's time. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how that goes for me. <laughs> no, but that's incredible. And I, I mean, uh, uh, Senzo, what you got, Paul? Oh, we just got a comment um, from Brian Schwer. Mm-hmm. Watching this from the US, I'm leaving tomorrow to come run the Otter with my son and brother. Can't wait. Tony is awesome. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, what's his name? Uh Brian Schwer. Brian Schwer. Yeah. All right, Brian, you are welcome to Africa. I mean, uh, by the way, Brian, you're looking at mediocrity this side. So just the guy who, yeah, I'm just a mediocre person. You'll see me there. I'm nobody. You don't have to say good, uh, hello to me. Uh, next to me, which is this way, uh, that, is, uh, that is the best we've got to offer right now. She is a world-class athlete, as you've heard. Tony McCann, uh, there it is. Brian Schwer, that's big time producing from James. Uh, uh, you kind of left out the, the other thing, but then Tony, I'm glad we didn't put this up because last time there was a compliment for you. It nearly derailed the whole <laughs> interview. Um, but Brian says, uh, watching from the US, I'm leaving tomorrow to come around the auto with my son. Can't wait. Tony is awesome. I did say Tony is awesome. Yeah, okay, sorry. No, I didn't hear that. I blocked that out because last time it nearly derailed the interview. Remember when you yes. got a compliment. So that was, yeah. Thanks thanks for that, Tony, by the way, trying to derail um, oh. our interview when you were actually just getting a compliment from a from a listener. But that's the difference is that you're you're one of the best runners in the world and I'm a broadcaster. I would never have done that. No, well, this is, you know, you're the professional, yeah. This is- <laughs> I'm following your lead. I'm it's learning from you. Like I said, every experience this year has just been a learning experience. I'm just learning. 
Stop Jimbo. It all up. Uh, so, all right, James, did you just hear the emptiest compliment in the history of mankind? You, you, you know, like, oh, I'm going to Europe and I uh, just pitched up on the first hour one. And then uh, <laughs> we, we were doing the whole uh, broadcast thing and you're the professional. I'm not sure if you caught that there, James. Um, I caught some of it. I'm not sure if I agree with with Tony that you're a professional. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good um, point. But yeah, he tries. And, and Jimbo, while you got, while we got you on mic there, Paul, is just your thought on Tony's response, obviously, to a time in your life when uh, you were on a holiday for a holiday that your parents <laughs> paid for, and you were actually in a five star hotel in Dubai, um, basically having uh, human beings fanning you down with those massive uh, leaves that you get, and eating strawberries the size of an apple. Um, just, just your thoughts on how, what Tony said about your heartbreak and sort of her saying, hey, get over it, pal, move on. I mean, I think, I think I was already like over it. I just feel like you guys had brought, brought it to the service. I feel like it was kind of difficult for you to explain it to us. And it was obviously a traumatic point that you actually hadn't dealt with. But Tony says, get over it. You've got a new lady. Move on. So, it's, it's, okay. T- if, t- if you're not ready Tony, to take... Uh, Tony's wise. That's why. You, are, wise, you are very yeah. wise. All right. Very wise. All right, Tony. That's the kind of people I'm dealing with here. Uh, that's James Jimbo. He's an incredible guy. Graphics. He can do anything, that guy. He's, don't let his face fool you. He's not as mediocre as he looks. He's an incredible producer. Graphics guy. Editor. He'll do anything. Chop, chop. One of the best in the world. No, that doesn't, don't let the look fool you. Tony McCann, you, you, you are. I mean, I, I buy it. I yeah, buy it. You guys, yeah. you guys are a pretty slick team, man. Yeah. You no, have to have a good, good team I'm, behind you. I'm quite shocked that you buy because I most certainly do not. Oh man, James. Incredible. Tony, before we leave. Blissful ignorance indeed. Before we let you go, um, and I do mean this from the bottom of my heart. I'm not just saying it. We had some guy uh, with the best beard. He made James feel terrible yesterday after the show. James went home and cried. Uh, a guy called Kane Riley with the best beard in the world. Not sure if that's a wig. I still think that's a wig because his beard has been awesome. He's got a a, a, a beard wig and James's one is like, I mean, oh, what are we doing? It's a little patchy here and there. I mean, it is kind of good looking, but then you have Kane's one. It looks like Brad Pitt from the 90s. Are you kidding me? Like, look at that. Yeah. That's like, you know what I mean? And then you had Kane Riley yesterday just looking out here, looking like Tom Hardy. So that was pretty sad for James. Went home, cried in the fetal position. But I said this to him yesterday as well, was what I love about when we, and I think it's you guys, this new generation, us old people are getting pushed out. It's fantastic because you have more of a conscious mindset to to everything you're doing, you know, and something that matters to me, and it's starting to matter more and more. Uh, is sort of nature and preserving it. Tony, I know that's a big thing. We had a chat in the car uh, last year. We ca- we caught a lift with the same person. And I kind of picked up that essence from you that not not only are you into the, hey, I, I just want to get to, most of the time, let's face it, you'll get to the finish line before most of us. That's one part of it is, but you're, you're also really into what happens in nature. How does it happen? And what's our impact as human beings? So just your thoughts on not only being a runner, but being an ambassador, number one for health lifestyle, which you are, uh, whether you like it or not, by the way, I'm inducting you in, is that, um, but but also as an ambassador for, you know, and I love what you said actually to Senza earlier, no judgment, but what I picked up your vibe is, I, I do get a, a lot of like uber judgmental people, but I loved your vibe last year as to say, hey, as human beings, we can do better in our relationship with nature. And that's kind of what I picked up um, from you last year, but maybe, you, you know, you can, you can just give us your thoughts on what that relationship with nature means to you and, and why you keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, when you spend so much time running and exploring these beautiful places, you, you kind of can't help but fall in love with nature. And as a result of that, you know, when you love something, you want to look after it. Um, 
so for me, it's that, that love for where I am that drives the passion and the need to protect it. And, you know, I, I think we all have our own ways of doing that, whether that's picking up trash when you're running or carrying around your, your uh, takeaway coffee mug. Um, you know, there's, there's different ways that we can get involved and they don't have to be super difficult. Yeah. Um, but we can all do something. And I think, you know, it's, it's advocating in those small ways to make a change that really do make a difference at the end of the day. And I think that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hope that I'm a good voice for looking after nature and just being a little bit more sustainably minded. Yeah. Um, because these, these places aren't going to be around forever if we carry on the way we do. Um, and yeah, the changes don't have to be difficult. And I think that's the biggest thing people need to realize is you can make such small changes to your life that don't have to be difficult that can make a huge difference. Um, yeah. That's very yeah. true. You're a better yeah. advocate than me because I'm slightly less politically correct than you, you know? So I'm more, let's face it, I'm, I'm more of a douchebag than you are. You, you probably, you are the right advocate because you've got credit in the bank as a genuine athlete and also are actually a nice person. Uh, but for me, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. To, to do the little things, as you said, I mean, you don't, you don't have to now move into a caravan and reduce your carbon footprint by next weekend. You, you, you know, it, like you said, yeah. little things is reusable coffee cups. By the way, um, coffee, really important subject here is, yeah. uh, I'm just looking around the room. All of them are, yeah, they all drink, uh, chicory, right? And they're all like, Oh, I'm going for a coffee. Just yeah, look at the face there. Look at the face there, Senzor. I'm with you. I'm with no I'm heathens, right? And obviously, I mean, look at that. Yeah, that that okay. proud face. No, that guy. He's drinking like re coffee or whatever nonsense. <laughs> might as well. Ooh. I always say this. Yeah, I always say might as well be drinking toilet water. As far as I'm concerned, it's the same thing. And and guys don't like it. They say that they got a problem with my standards. What are we What are we thinking there, Tony? Because obviously, trail runner, you've obviously got an AeroPress. I mean, I've got two. Um, oh, don't know yeah. why I need to. I'm only one person, but you've obviously got an AeroPress. You got a plunger. What are we doing? Machine at home and uh, the type of beans. What are we on? Um, definitely AeroPress. I yeah. love an AeroPress. Um, I've I've pretty much got all the the coffee things. To be honest, yes. I'm a big coffee fan. And um, beans that I'm drinking at the moment. So before I left to Europe, I discovered this brand, Flat Mountain Roastery. They've got oh. a little roastery in uh, Woodstock. Okay. And they have this blend. Oh, it's not a blend. It's a single varietal. Don't ask me where it's from. I can't remember for the life of me, but it was absolutely delicious. I don't know. I've, I've everyday coffee one. drinking. Uh, everyday coffee drinking. I'm a deluxe girl. Yeah. Give no. me the deluxe Ethiopia Sadamo. So good. The good stuff, huh? So single origin. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want you worrying. I mean, I'm glad you advertise for those guys. I hope they realize and pay you whatever, a share of whatever they're about to get because you, you're a serious person. But uh, don't worry about it. I'm not going to be converting is I've already got the best coffee in South Africa getting delivered to me. And the guys have a problem with that. So you got to, I tell you what, you, you need the, on top of the stove, the, um, the, the, the you got the little pot. coffee pot, the mocha pot is I've got about mm -hmm. six of those in my house. I've, I've given away two. Is I, how, why do I need those? Is mocha is the best version of coffee you can actually make. People say plunger push them you should push no, them no. All, uh, into a lake actually if you make a mocha huh? or, or, or what are you thinking aeropress i'm an aeropress girl yeah trail runner it's gonna happen yeah. stuck in the middle of nowhere most of the time is you're gonna need a, a you know an injection of yeah that's gonna happen uh ladies and gentlemen a person with two c's uh, uh irish or irish or italian scottish yeah, scottish. yeah. Ooh, italian that's... 
Oh, oh sorry. I, I was going to go Irish. Irish or Scottish. <laughs> I, like that. I got confused there. I got confused. Like I said, I'm not brains. I'm just a, I'm just a talking here. All right, Tony, we might as well carry on for a little bit longer because, uh, I mean, we've taken the entire hour. Uh, so now we can just talk about stuff that, that isn't running. To, uh, but, but yeah, two Cs, two Ns there, I'm noticing, is what, what happened there? I mean, a little overkill. You can just have the one C and, and maybe double N. Yeah, look, my parents went for a really short name, so they thought they'd double up on the rest. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, no, that's, that's excellent. James, I want, I want to bring you back in here. So, Tony, I just want to let you in on a little stuff that's happening inside the studio. Is uh, You're looking at a man as much as, you know, get a grind in his gears, but um, maybe you can inspire him. Cause, so, James's thing is he doesn't listen to, to me, and that, that's just his rule, like... Whenever I talk about a healthy lifestyle, he says, get the hell out of here. But I've noticed his tendency is if there's a guest, huh, hilarious, this guy becomes the most attentive human being in the world. But he just did, because um, health lifestyle is a big part of my life as well. I know it doesn't look like it, Tony. Thanks for pointing it out. Uh, I know I was 7% body fat, but I'm 10% body fat now. So thanks for body shaming, there, uh, body shaming me there, Tony. That's uh, absolutely hurtful. But okay, that's fine. We'll move on from that. But James has made a commitment. Jimbo, you're looking at a man there, Tony who has uh, recently, uh, I am going to be paying for 12 sessions with an exercise physiologist because he, like also it, it wasn't prompted by me. James was already on the journey in his mind to like make his life better. Uh, but he's committed to like a healthier life. Forget about, because I always say, forget about what you look like. It's about health first and the aesthetics take care of themselves. But uh, Jimbo, um, do you take any inspiration from Tony kind of um, running on top of mountains at uh, 2000 uh, meters above uh, sea level in like two minutes for a whole marathon um and tony you can give him some advice maybe on the journey um so he's turning it around and, and jimbo why did you do it maybe you can explain to tony and we, we, we can talk it out with somebody who is incredibly health conscious and by the way james before i let you go there is actually an end to this is folks you can go and read the article tony doesn't need to talk about it but tony your your journey of how you got into running and some of the, uh, uh, you went through some personal turmoil, uh, and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I love people that go through stuff in life and turn it around. And it's why I actually wanted to bring James in, is that you went through your, tu- your turmoil, right? And it, it's well documented. It's not, I'm not talking, I'm not like revealing a dark secret, I hope. It, you've spoken about it in, 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 in interviews. Um, and James, Tony's been through it, and she's turned it around. So, what are we thinking with the health lifestyle, pal? What, how are we feeling? And maybe you can talk to Tony about what will keep you going and some inspiration. So, um, I, I'm still a little bit shocked that you said, if, I think you said 55 or 51K is a, a, a baby or a beginner race. That still shocks me um, because there's no hope in hell of me running that. Um, and then... Yeah, I just, I, you know, the, the usual whole lockdown vibe. Um, I, I, I've got a, a bit more love to give now. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, I, I, I'm not doing it to have a six pack or to have a whatever it is. I just want to feel comfortable in my body again. Um, because currently, I don't. Uh, because I've got too much love to give, obviously. Um and uh, yeah, that's that's about where we are, you know. And, and Tony, I mean, when you were going through um, your your toughest times, because it's an, this is important to me. Like James, is a, jokes aside, great kid by the way, great family, well raised, 
super in fact over caring guy I, I i it always worries me how caring and nice he actually is to his own detriment is like when you are going through um sort of that sort of turmoil you went through in your own life is you know it gets tough i'm sure when you're getting healthy getting getting back to obviously being what you are now to one of the, one of the goats on earth right now absolutely doing it it's it's just awesome is what are you thinking in those moments from struggle and and that process like well, what kept you going and that's important to me uh, for guys like james who who are trying to turn things around um okay so firstly james the 55k is not a baby race <laughs> i mean they call it the baby race at utmb because it's the shortest basically distance there um but for me that's huge as well um it irritates me to no end when people say that 40k is, is the short distance because it's not 40k is far mm-hmm. um side note i think the biggest thing for me and you know this was a, a massive takeaway in my kind of getting healthy journey was realizing that health does not, it's not defined by aesthetics at all. And I studied nutrition and that was one of the things that, you know, we didn't really teach We weren't really taught um, at school, but we were definitely taught. I definitely learned following um, graduating was that, you know, health is not defined by a physical appearance, you know, health at every size is a movement that's kind of gaining a lot of momentum now. And you can be what, has previously been defined as overweight and still be healthier than someone who's less weighs less than weighs less than you. Cause it, it actually has no implications um, to your health, what, what size you are. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, get moving to feel good, not to lose weight, eat better to feel good, not to lose weight. You know, you've got to, we've got, you've got to reframe why you're doing it. You've got to figure out why you're doing it. And for me, my why was getting healthy. My why was, I want to be stronger. I want to, I want to run really well. And to do that, I need to be eating right and to be training right. And my other why was my family and my friends. Um, you know, they, they gave me so much support during the time that I needed it. And for me, getting healthy for them was as much for me as it was for them. Um, if that makes sense. Obviously, mm. this is always getting healthy is always a personal journey, but for me, it was also honoring them. Um, so that was kind of like my two biggest whys of why I wanted to get healthy. And um, I, can't, I can't, I don't know if I've answered the question at all. No, Sorry if I haven't. Well, I don't know, I James. Think, I, think that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, you say you're uncomfortable, but you've got so much love to give. Like <laughs> redirect some of that love to yourself. Yes. Like, yes. Let yourself at whatever size you are and just be comfortable and accepting of who you are and where you are at that stage. It's not about how you look. It's, not, it's more about how you feel. And you will feel better if you love yourself. And loving yourself could be in the form of doing more exercise or choosing a better meal. But also honoring the fact that if you're going to have a cheat meal, like embrace it and love it and savor it. Like it's okay. So, Jimbo, so your thoughts? it is okay to have an extra large cheese pizza uh, Sorry, Jen, say I, that again. We, we didn't catch the beginning there. I said, so it is okay to have an extra large cheese pizza every now and then, right? Not not advised, but yeah. it's okay. No, look, self-love, man. If you've got to do it, <laughs> you just like embrace it, enjoy it. Don't. It's, I think when you start honoring those cues, when you're like, okay, cool, I really want a pizza right now. It's not going to happen every single day. If, you, if it does, then maybe you've got a problem. Yeah, but, then there's a problem um, there, yeah. <laughs> 
that's, but I that's think how it's, we got yeah, to. it's learning to listen to learning to listen to your body. You're not always going to crave a ch- extra cheesy pizza, and sometimes when you do, well, then eat the bloody cheesy pizza. <laughs> it's cool. So, Jimba, I think that's fair feedback. I mean, uh, just to kind of. Um, kind of uh, bring it all around is you got to do it for yourself it doesn't matter like the the, the aesthetic will take care of itself once you're doing it uh, for the right reasons i think as tony was saying is so fair feedback jimba yeah i'd say so i i think um yeah I, I, from the start i haven't really sort of been into it or, or looked more into being healthy for the aesthetic reasons um i just want to be uh like i say like comfortable in my body and yes yeah like i i get super frustrated sometimes when i put on pants that used to fit me a couple of months ago and now they don't fit anymore (laughs) and it makes me so angry and very upset um but yeah i mean i just yeah i i want to be sort of comfortable in my body again yeah, and I think, Tony, just to finish off on that, I loved what you were saying. But, Jimba, on that note, I think that, that that's, that's a real thing is sometimes that, that, that anger can be the fuel for the, for, for the right thing, you know, is if you don't make it about yourself again, is that um, if it becomes about the aesthetic, you become obsessed by the pants. But actually, if you do make it about your family, if you do make it about yourself and, you know, Tony, uh, maybe you can speak to this as we close out, is that part of what you were saying, for me, I've always believed if you are the, your healthiest self and whatever that means, uh, and if you can get there, is that the best version of you means your mom gets the best version of you. Your friends get the best version of you. Most importantly, you get the best version of you. You know, for, for, for me, as I told you, uh, obviously, Tony, as you noted earlier, I'm less of a delinquent now is I can actually look in the mirror now and say, not bad. Not bad. And I really, I've never had that feeling before. And I'm, I'm sure you get it now, Tony. Is You're the Tonyest Tony you've ever been. And Jimbo, that's what it's about. I, I don't know. Tony, you, you can fill in, fill in the gaps where I've, I've missed out. No, I mean, I 100% agree. It's, you know, you lose so much of yourself when you're constantly striving for some someone else's ideal of what you should look like. And at the end of the day, if the jeans don't fit you, bloody, you know, go and buy a new pair of jeans. Um, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for fast fashion, but like, if it makes you feel more comfortable to have a pair of jeans that fit you properly, like buy the, buy the jeans. Um, at the end of the day, whatever size it is, like, doesn't matter. You'll be more comfortable. You'll, you know, being, being more comfortable in what you wear is so important. But yeah. also just, yeah, self-love, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, and it's good now, Tony, that you're invested, world-class uh, runner. And uh, again, as a journalist, I'm not saying this. I'm quoting one of my listeners, not only that, uh, but I believe Nico said you were beautiful earlier. So I, I just to be clear, as a professional, I can't be on the record saying that. So James will probably respond to that because he's a dude and he'll he'll respond to Tony McCann is now on on your case as well James because now you've told Tony McCann live and this will live forever the internet does not die it's not like a spider or a bad investment which can die <laughs> now Tony's aware uh, and no, now we're removing no you got it wrong you got it wrong it it McCann die oh let's ladies and gentlemen uh, one of the best that South Africa have to give right now one of the nicest human beings James Ilsley uh, in the back we've got uh, my guy Ryan there we've got uh, who we got in the back there Sipo on, uh, Sipo on my right welcome and of course the one and only Senzo Sitebe uh, if, she, if anyone can it is Tony McCann Tony you're incredible thank you so much for everything and uh, I look forward to following your journey as you, as you transcend from world class runner to an ambassador for wellness uh, as you are doing now so thank you so much for your time tony absolutely incredible 
Thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun. You guys, fantastic. you guys are a blast. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only who is shining our flag right now, uh, Tony McCann, who is absolutely just, just a thrill to be with. An awesome, awesome hour that we've spent together over the last hour. Ladies and gentlemen, my name, MKT. This has been the MKT show to the boys, to Tony McCann, to everybody who is joining us. I really, really appreciate you as we go on this journey to greatness we want to be the best in the world just like tony uh, as a show and i hope this content has inspired as it does me uh, i hope it's inspired you i hope it's if it's just to take half an hour to to take steps forward as you've heard tony's gone through her own journey please go and google tony's story read it it is it, look let me speak for myself it's inspired me it may not inspire you but perhaps it will and this is why i do what i do i love making people's days better because we're all going through it the pandemic has left us all feeling isolated and we do this with all the boys just so that if only for two hours you are having the best two hours of your entire life that's why we do this forget what we do in terms of content that's not why we do it we do it because we want to make people uh, live their best two hours of any day so ladies and gentlemen the mkt show tony mccann and myself to you we say we are the hell Cliffcentral.com Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kayele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. <laughs>